You're listening to the Unreasonable Fridays Podcast Network. Go ahead, stand up, stand up, stand up. Stand up. Stand up. Stand up. Welcome to another episode of ADD Space. I'm your host, Aaron Rand Freeman, but with me, the actual host of ADD Space, the CEO, CFO, lead project manager, art designer, junior architect, senior, social media, assistant manager, payroll manager, at least make a big enough. Remember, there is still no social media. There is social media. I mean, until we until there suddenly isn't. That's, but that's, that's true. Role. I can't really say that. So like so like I made we all know my Final Fantasy fourteen addiction. Um, so in Final Fantasy fourteen, I did the seasonal house decorations, mm-hmm. and I made a uh, we made a nativity scene inside of the house. It's a very detailed nativity scene, um, brought on by all of my years in church, and even. Having it's taken gotta be good for something. large, like live figure inside of a nativity scene. I've had to, I had to be the angel Gabriel before. <sighs> um, trauma. Uh, so there in Final Fantasy 14, for those who have no idea what I'm about to tell you, uh, explain. There are these like really cute, kind of short catfish based people. They're called Namazu. They have a catfish god. Um, they're very popular because they're ridiculous and they're these adorable catfish people. And so I made a Namazu-based nativity scene. <laughs> and, of course, being me, I'm like, I'm going to post this on social media and tell everybody, like, I know in-game and out-of-game about this nativity scene. Um, it's making small waves on Tumblr. Really? Ooh, nice, nice, nice. I have, hold on, let me log into my Tumblr again. Because, like, when I checked this morning, I got 30 more notes on it. <laughs> uh and it's uh it was at like 284 um what are we at what are we at now we are on way more than that uh, <laughs> uh, post, nice. uh, post a link in the chat here so that we can all take a look at this. yeah i'm gonna I'm 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 definitely i'm definitely giving you the link i've got 200 and yeah no, I, the, sorry it was 230 this morning and now it's 261 notes on it um I mean it is, uh, it is kind of and, dope. Uh, I was not I was not expecting this. I uh, mean you're overdue. But to be very clear, the amount of energy you put into your FC house and everything you've been doing, like it's about time that a group of people noticed it because you've been doing this for years. So I have uh I have made uh, yeah, no, this is probably go on. I'm just I just I'm I'm just glad that my greatest shit post in game <laughs> has is like is being recognized through Final Fantasy fourteen Tumblr. It didn't make. There were no waves on Twitter. There was nothing. But on Tumblr, on Tumblr, I th- actually yesterday I logged in and there was another FC from another server mm-hmm. that had all come to visit with their Namazu minions. Oh wow! So you're getting like visits from wise fish yeah. and whatnot, <laughs> pilgrims and literally. Literally, they're like, yeah, I saw it on Tumblr and I wanted to come visit. Our FC is very Namazu obsessed. <laughs> and I'm like, I love you. And they're like, your guest book is full, so I couldn't leave a message. So I'm really happy I got to actually like see you. And I was just like, 
So this has become like an artist installation. It's, mm. a, it's a proper. That's what it is. It's a proper installation where people just come by and if the artist is there, they're like, yeah. "Oh my god, it's you, Megan! Oh my god, I love this!" I love you. <laughs> uh, I'm not gonna lie, the way it's set up because I don't know if you've seen a nativity scene. Like mm. that's kind of what it looks like. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. like a very Christian art installation. Mm-hmm. Like, I I replicated a nativity scene perfectly. Like, perfectly. The only difference is, is like, baby Jesus, Mary, and Joseph are all replaced with namazus. And then there's, like, namazu wise men. Wise fish. Well, before we continue, we also have with us. <laughs> I posted the link in the chat, by the way. We have with us also, because we have guests, hosts, co-hosts, guests, capital G, guests, <laughs> um, the voice of Unreasonable Friday, uh, Eric Tollins. Erica, yes, I'm doing pretty good. Wondering if I should apologize for having poke, given that we have a nativity scene full of fish. I'm a little guilty there. I'm a little... Namazizus is okay with this. Oh, good. Is he okay with it in like the California raisin sellout kind of way, or is it like some deeper religious meaning? Because the California, I mean, raisin, if you, I mean, that's prob- some of this shit is problematic. So I'm just asking, just for clarification. Um, I I'm going to think of it like Catholic Lent, where you eat fish on Fridays. Oh. Uh, but okay. Um, it is Friday. But it, also, if you look in the image, you can see that I did include the gold frankincense and myrrh. Those are very important. I actually like a lot of a lot of I I caught a lot of Christians with former Christians with that one because <laughs> they were dying. <laughs> I mean, as impractical as they are for a baby, the impracticality skyrockets when you think about what would a little fish do with those. <laughs> like, really, what would if you? What would they do? The, with the those? best part. The best part is, if you understood how the namazu are, it also makes sense with the namazu. Oh, no. Oh, no. They are ridiculous. I love them very much. (laughs) There's a reason. There's a reason they have a kind of like a cult following. (laughs) They are amazing. They also get drunk off of tea. Well, who doesn't That's so cheap. That's so cost efficient. (laughs) Okay, to be fair, I'm going to drop some trivia on you. You can get like tea drunk is actually a thing, right? Mm-hmm. How much so tea do you have to have? Uh, it depends on how good the tea is, to be honest. So like the the chi- like the good Chinese tea that I get, mm-hmm. uh, it takes like two cups. <laughs> uh, so it's a combination of the caffeine and this other chemical that is specific to um, the 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 plant that's used to make like green teas green tea because green tea yellow tea oh, okay. white tea it's it's all from the same plant and mm-hmm. there's an additional um there's an additional like kind of chemical in it totally harmless but it's that and the caffeine can make you like i it's literally tipsy and it's on par with drunk tipsy mm. all right. but it doesn't it doesn't feel bad it's like mm-hmm. it's light it's airy Interesting. All right. Um, yeah. All right. So now we've got we've got to talk about the nativity scene, getting drunk off the correct tea after we introduce our last <laughs> guest. Um, 
Let's see here. My notes say writer, social commentator, thought leader, observer, activist, creator, game critic, author, and speaker. Jeffrey Rousseau, sir, how are you? Welcome to the program. This is what happens when you don't give him a title. If you, you do not for. tell me what to I... call you, if you do not tell me what to call you, I will call you something. Please continue. Uh, thank you. I I have to figure out <laughs> what to call myself for next year. But um, hey, I'm here. Um, hello. It's cool to um be chilling with y'all, talk about games and stuff. Um, I I, I might write. I might be good with doing. I mean, what do you want to call them? Like the gaming diversity czar? Like we have czars for everything. <laughs> my, my my private Doctor Umar, yes, yeah. he is my he is in fact my <laughs> private my personal Doctor Umar. I forgot to do that when I was playing through Callisto Prophecy. I wanted to get a picture of myself playing and have your face faded like in the background on my window through the blinds, looking and glowering at me <laughs> while I was playing as that white man. The whitest man, who, for the record, narratively was a white man. He was like a trucker with no distinct background. He just was like he just like the thing he was like his cargo had like a shadow repast, and that was a big reveal. He was in fact just a white man of no value, just Josh Duhamel, just just TV's Josh Duhamel, just beating the shit out of monsters with a stick. Not kidding. Listen. And I was like, Jeffrey would love to know this, and I just never got around to telling you that. Yes, it was, in fact, just a white guy. He just didn't look under the first layer of his cargo to see that he was transporting he didn't, stuff. He didn't. Literally, underneath his underneath his cargo was straight-up bioweapon of the worst kind. Just It said, like, medical supplies on one layer. It was not locked. He could have taken his thumb and lifted underneath where it said <laughs> medical supplies. And it just had, like, the Resident Evil umbrella biohazard symbol straight across. <laughs> and, like, little larva in little tubes with liquid and stuff for like 10, 20 cases. And he was like, my God, I should have done something. And I was like, Jeffrey would love to know this white man. Just, just, just a regular white guy. That white man great a, ruined everything. Great writing right there. Tru- truly, what a, what a narrative masterpiece you just shared with us. I, mean, uh, but I don't even know what he said. Like Aaron, so there's this thing in our relationship where sometimes Aaron starts talking and then like my brain just goes, and we're going to pay attention to this thing over here. Yes. <laughs> it's fine. You didn't miss anything. Just, um, you know, and, the, uh, and then I come back, and I come back right at like his last sentence. And that's when I usually formulate a reply. And about 90% of the time, it's like as if I had listened to it. But there's that other 10% where it's clear I didn't listen to a word. I mean, it, I went off on an entire tangent and said that they should just cross this with the Destiny universe since they're both on Europa and how hilarious it would be to see Guardians going by and going, oof, that's a really rough zone there, buddy. And yes. Just, yeah. same, just same, gating off. Same planet and right. wildly deferring levels of violence because one man has no superpowers and you have, in fact, all the superpowers. Right. Yes. Space guns, lasers. Yes. but The Cabal could crash in. That'd be like their baby training ground. It would be the zombies. <laughs> But we are here. Let's make sure we can just keep this before we get off the rails. We have to let people know <laughs> that this train is heading in a direction. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the last episode of the year. It is uh, recorded on December 30th, 2022. 
And I figured that for the first, I don't think we've ever done a proper game of the year episode. We've like mentioned it in passing, but we've never actually mm. sat down people to talk about the year. Well, so we've tried. We've tried. We've tried. So what what we've tried and what's happened is, is we have a bunch of niggas on at the end of the year. And then, I mean, the show is called ADD Space. Right. Mm. So I figured, and it, it, I mean, what happens when you have a bunch of niggas in one space? Right. So I figured maybe if we were a little <laughs> more organized and intentional, um, and we got organized people, intentional professionals, the voice of the network, and a writer, activist, commentator, social we're, activist. We're two out of four. We have a fifty percent chance. Right. So um, he is building up your hopes so high right now. My favorite I bit just... about. <laughs> My favorite bit is was one of the things I've learned is that you can make people you can make a joke in making sure you are very intentional about gassing up another human, like letting you know you see them and appreciate them. Mm-hmm. They're so not used to it. We're so terrible to each other that that blushing they will have it, it they will freak out more than if I had called you a string of names and every slur you would have been like all right and then you would have walked away. But me saying that I see all the things you do and respect you as an artist and a creator and a colleague, you will turn completely red and fall to the ground, which is fucking hilarious. <laughs> it's so it is okay. Listen, it is my favorite joke in the in my Final Fantasy 14 Discord because queers do this all the time. Queers and queers, women and um the intersection, like it, it, it is, it is a cultural thing that we all do, right? Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, and then I show up, and it'll first start with roasting, and then it'll end with a compliment, and then they're like, it's just there's incoherent squeaking or keyboard smashing, and then I can just like walk away, and it's hilarious. It's especially funny because we have a couple people who like doing like the uh, compliment attacks on other people and then I'll roll up and compliment attack them and then they're just like incoherent noises and keyboard smashing and then I just waltz off. Mm-hmm. That's a bad sign, but it's funny as hell every time it happens. It's concerning. I change. <laughs> it's concerning as hell, but it's still great. All right. I don't know. I changed my name to Bully Bacon. So Bully Bacon. I see it. <laughs> Bully Bacon. It's true. All of your all of your feelings come at the end. Come either at at the end of a punch. Even the great ones. Fantastically warm empathy. Still delivered with a straight right hand to the chest. It's all the delivery system is the same. It's all very meaningful. It's changed my life for the better and lots of other people. But it's still a punch in the chest. And once I get up, I dust myself off, check the bruising. You've actually told me something very meaningful and very important <laughs> to my development. And I appreciate you for having done so. So it is that. It is how it is. All right. We've got, let's see, who do we give the floor to first? Talk about a game. Is it game of the year? It doesn't have to be one. I think we should mm. give it to the professional hater. Oh, Jeffrey. Oh, God damn it. Oh. That's right. Hey, teacher calling on you. You weren't done blushing. <laughs> you weren't done blushing. <laughs> I am a professional hater that is on my, my, my Discord bio with, with a star emoji because being a hater 
It's a calling and a job. <laughs> you got to do it well. Because you got to do it well. You, you do have to do it well. Mm-hmm. Um, I know y'all saw that tweet. That was just like, whatever happened to... Um, like being a hater, uh, with 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 um, I think I think he said something to the effect of being a hater with class. Like whatever happened to that, you know? <laughs> I was just like, you know, goddamn, you're right. It's an art form. It is. Um, no, but seriously, um, no, that's that's what our grandmas were, professional haters. Right. Um. So I guess as far as my one game of the year, but before I answer that question. It's pretty, uh, in case you don't know, um, dear listener, with me and games, it's always just like, I, I don't necessarily care about like AAA stuff in, in the same way other people do that that, that needed like lifeblood. Because um, if you're listening to this podcast, you know, we don't really do that. <laughs> I don't really do that. <laughs> I, think, um, I think both Aaron and I have gone on huge tangents against AAA games. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so you know, I'm I mostly just try to see what um, smaller devs, uh, independent devs are doing, you know, stuff like that. So um, yeah. Anyway, long story short, my favorite game of the year was um, Validate Struggling Singles in Your Area by Veritable Joy Studios, um, mainly because at the quote Bacon, um, there there's um, gay niggas <laughs> in there. <laughs> Hey, the queers, let's go. You know, um, the thing I like about that game is that I don't say this often, and this isn't really like a diss, but I feel like an adult playing that game mainly because um, the writing, the dialogue, and like how you're, and when you play that, that visual novel game, it's like you're reading like stories written about real people and they're reacting in ways that like feel real you know my my the problem i tend to have with like video game writing is just like you can tell sometimes where they probably haven't taken too many cues from looking at um i don't know maybe not enough certain kind of media reading certain kind of books or just like going outside and see how people talk you know that that that's something like like grinds my gears like high key but i don't really talk about that too much i'm not trying to sound like like a capital c critic but um you is though i know that's literally your job nigga i mean (laughs) as a non-professional critic poor dialogue can kill a story faster than anything like just completely make you go okay time for something else because this sounds like pod people having a conversation right (laughs) listen Um, I mean, y'all, as a semi-professional independent critic, y'all have seen uh, some of my uh, streams when the dialogue is not good. (laughs) Y'all have been there and seen my reaction when the dialogue is bad. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and um, the thing I I, I really like about the game is that... um, you're playing on these different kinds of people. And I love when I'm when I'm and again, this is no this is no new information, whatever. I love media that just portrays people that we don't see enough on screen anywhere. Mm-hmm. Period. Point blank, you know, that's just the kind of TV shows I watch, yada 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 yada. So, you know, you're playing these characters who 
are non-binary, who are femme, who are just these different kinds of, um, you know, from different backgrounds and stuff like that. And it, it's cool because, again, it's like they're – and the thing is, it's not like the game focuses on that. That's just a part of who they are, mm-hmm. which is another thing that kind of grinds my gears about, like, games writing. But that's more than triple A's. Um, kind of side of things but anyway you know when they talk to each other they're using like intra-community jokes um colloquialisms and stuff like that like if if like if you aren't black or queer you wouldn't understand some of the dialogue and the game doesn't explain it so it's tough right mm-hmm. and it's legitimately funny like you do laugh at things like their their opponents were like um in malik's story um I'm, I'm gonna focus on him because his is like the first one that you play as and there's points where, you know, he's, like, navigating his bisexuality and, like, the dialogue's legitimately funny because um, he, <laughs> prior to, like, one character he's dating, like, he did this whole thing in his head where he's, like, has points on a, a scoreboard where, like, whenever, like, this woman is, like, roasting him, he's like, all right, you get plus one for that. And the game literally pauses and it's like, ding! And <laughs> And and the funniest thing is like in a route where and God God bless Malik because he's like this twenty six year old um, Ghanaian um, bisexual uh, dude and you know he's got a good heart and and in one of the uh, dates he's like putting up a front with this young lady but then he realizes it's like damn I'm falling into the, the, the I'm not, I'm not trying to be shit like I'm trying to be better and like he realizes that midway of him and his bullshit and mind you he's already at her apartment it's not and it's not like they're they're gonna have sex or anything like that because the game like straights up like like real people they talk about that she's like i barely even know you sure we're like hanging out looking at my goldfish but like maybe in time if you don't turn out to be a weirdo whatever which but if you're at somebody's apartment i don't know anyway whatever (laughs) so okay you you can go to somebody's apartment right and and it'd be clear like we just chilling yeah and it's now if the other person respects the we are just chilling or not is a whole different thing right yeah i've had that happen where i'm going i'm like i'm like i've especially i've communicated and i'm like if we're going i'm chilling like we're not doing anything and then we get there and they're like so hey and i'm like no i'm <laughs> good, goodbye right. yeah yeah no 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 for real real shit <laughs> And then, um, so he, he realizes and he's like, damn, I'm sorry. Because he realizes it, but like, there is no way under the sun where something like, like when you're, when you're like telling someone this stuff, it's not going to be received well. Right. And then, um, she's like, what? And then like, so you ended up making her feel like dirt, which again, that's something that can happen in real life. And then you mm-hmm. have the choices of either just taking it on a chin and just taking that long walk to, to his car. And that's it. That's the route. And then you have the other one where he can try to make it up to her despite already fucking things up. And when you do that, when you try to do better, you make things worse. She like ends up like crying in front of this dude at her doorstep. And she ends up slamming the door. And 
Um, I this mean, dude, wait, hold on, hold on, wait, this card's funny. <laughs> and the scoreboard gives her a point, and it's four to three. Oh god! It ends. <laughs> oh god! Like, to be clear, the correct option was not to speak what you just thought through and changed your mind about. I'm just gonna tell you guys, like, if you're in that in real life situation and you realize that you were doing a shitty thing, but you stop before you've done the shitty thing. Yeah, don't, don't don't tell. Don't say that out loud. Don't just do do the adjust internally mm-hmm. and stop doing the shitty thing, mm-hmm. but don't vocalize that do you were doing the shitty thing. Do, do not. not. We do right. not. We do not need to know. Right, you caught yourself. I don't. I do <laughs> not need that information. You can right. tell me later. Yes, like yes. after the like rapport has been built. Mm-hmm. But like if you catch yourself doing something fucked up um unless like it's all fucked up where you need to immediately apologize right and then you can immediately apologize and excuse yourself but we don't need the entire backstory of your villainous thoughts don't need it we don't don't want it i I don't need the origin story thank you no um i agree (laughs) the origin story and then the thing is like you're seeing this stuff Obviously, you're reading like the 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 monologue that's going on in his head, and mm-hmm. then he's just trying to excuse himself, whatever, and it just ends, and then he just falls flat on his face. He ends up hurting uh, her feelings because you know he he he's an asshole even by omission of the game. Like the game even says this, and he realizes this as he's driving away, and um, and you know things like that. I thought uh, another one that uh, another scene that I really liked is like when you're um trying to pursue things with uh, another um, gay black man, Alonzo. It's, like, really nice because they're, like, flirtatious and, like... And, you know, Malik's still trying to figure out his bisexuality in the game. Mm-hmm. Like, to the game's um, credit with its writing, it... You... You're, you're seeing a character just trying to figure these things out. And, mm-hmm. it, and again, mm-hmm. it's fun, it's funny, but then, like, they're in the car, and then a question comes up. It's like, do you like guys? Because he's being kind of weird. And then, you know, Malik gives him, like, some, some bullshit. And then even I'm like, come on. Like, <laughs> what are you doing? You're both gay. Just kiss. <laughs> but, you know, no, no. It, it, it doesn't. And then Alonzo ends up like, well, I'm not going to sit here and waste my time while you're trying to figure out your whole situation. Because no one's going to, no no person in the right mind is going to waste their time with, with someone trying to figure out their whole situation, right? Mm. And then Malik just ends up driving home. And then, um, what did the game say? I think the game said uh, said something like the route is like um, fighting the the bisexual uh, something. I don't know. It was a joke. Like I completely forgot. I'm sorry. But like again, he's thinking about it because he's trying to figure himself out, and that's fine. I even I wrote about this, by the way. Like mm-hmm. you can find my game of the year validating when I'm explaining all of this, and like you know he's figuring it out. And again, and that's the thing I appreciate about the game because you're playing as these different characters mm-hmm. um well i'm just trying to date and then there's there's just these real things that happen mm-hmm. and what i appreciate about the writing is just like obviously the the narrative team the design team they really thought about these real things and they present mm-hmm. them in a way where you know it's just funny these are things that happen and it's a cute little um you know dating game and to be honest i thought more the about like real things as I was playing this game than any other thing I was playing throughout the year. 
And whether or not that's an indictment of games or whatever, I'm not really saying that. I'm just saying that, like, validate, uh, yeah, just have me thinking about things like an adult. And I like that because <laughs> I like to think when I'm engaging in things. Um, and, you know, it's cute. It's funny. It's queer. Very colorful. Um, mm-hmm. Volume 2 is coming out um, with more content stories, like, uh, in a couple of months, I think. Um, yeah. Yes. Yeah, and most of the cast, uh, again, you know, they're they're black and brown folks. I think there's like one white character that was added as a stretch goal. I think it was like a joke at first or whatever, but like he's in there. Um, yeah, yeah, and it's funny. Also, the thing about validate that was really funny, and I wrote this in my review, is just like I know we've all seen it, and the thing is, there's so many different kind of relationships, even when like interracial ones, and and. Again, this is not a knock to that whatsoever, but it's like it's funny how media tends to like over focus when folks of color just their interrelation interracial relationship partner just always happens to be white. I mean, not always, I'm sorry, but most of the time. And if, here's validate where it's just like, no, it's just a bunch of black and brown people dating each other because that's what happens. Yeah, that drives me crazy. I I'm so tired of seeing interracial, like white interracial relationships. There are other interracial relationships. There's a lot, like you know what's funny? Hold like, on, hold on to that thought. Like my neighbors our- next door, they're black. They're black. I'm sorry. They're they're um Latino and Asian interrelation. Like right next door. You know what I'm saying? So, like listen, there's literally like there there's literally like um. Like food common, like food fusion, like a lot of the food fusion stuff in in our country is literally because of interracial relationships that are not involved white people. <laughs> literally, because there you go. Because there of you go. Yeah, who knew? But yes, validate. It's uh, it's great. You should play it. Everyone should play it. Oh, another thing, um, the game also does a really good job of before you're playing each chapter, it tells you, oh, hey, there might be some mentions of alcohol in here. Necessarily, it might not necessarily mean that the characters are, like, going to drink or anything like that, but mm-hmm. there's that. Um, and also, like, you know, hey, like, the characters are going to, like, smoke weed or whatever. Like, people do that, but it's just letting you know. I like that. Yeah, yeah. It's good to have content warnings. Indeed. Content warnings are super important. It's mm-hmm. on sale on Switch right now, just to be clear. Um, I assume, Macy, unless the show goes out in record time, I don't think it will be still on sale, but it has been on sale all week. <laughs> um, I think, Bacon, I think you have a copy. You have a copy. On Steam, yes. You have a, you have a, mm. yeah, there was, a, there was a, a, very, a very short story about how I didn't realize how professional our operation was. I had um, emailed them for a free copy so we could review it and they responded so promptly i didn't expect them to and missed it like i just didn't respond for a few days and Aww. i was like right because i didn't think like they bounced it right back to us they were like oh you guys sounds great yes and i'm just like and i was looking in the and i was like oh God, yeah i'm going to play it and de- I'm, I'm definitely going to play it and i'm going to at least do a thing before the second one comes out mm-hmm. yeah. like when the when the second chapter comes out, I'm gonna mm-hmm. before that comes out, I'm gonna do the the first chapter. That's my goal. Because mm-hmm. yeah. I have we we can still correct this mistake. 
<laughs> I mean, we will. We will. And, like things are things are rolling. Things are getting getting more organized as we speak. This very moment. Literally, literally, this is our last Google Meet. Yeah, we're gonna have to go over to Teams Fuck. or something that isn't Google Meet. Fuck Google. I'm so I'm so tired of Google. <laughs> so next up we're gonna have to put uh Erica on the spot here. Oh my god. Yep. Um so if we discount the fact that I play a lot of games way after they've been, you know, introduced to the public. A game of the year is whatever you played in the year. We don't <laughs> we're, not, we're not the game awards. We do not care. Oh, I know. I know, I know, I know. Um but like I've been playing so many like different things, like everything from like potion permit all the way over to, you know, God of War, Ragnarok. So I guess for framing, the kinds of games that I like are either things that let me get really into systems and minutia and building things. So when you think about things like Potion Permit, being able to unlock all of the new potions, helping out the community, building everything up, making a happy little, you know, welcoming safe haven space. Um, and then on the flip side, God of War, you're like, okay, Erica, what the heck does God of War have to do with this? building of things but um it's not the gameplay it's the story i really like the character development of kratos from the very first game where you know he's wildin' and the first three games where he continues to be wildin' ever more out of pocket to getting to see him actually try to be a person to coming to terms with the fact that he did shitty things that he can't fix, um, coming to terms with the fact that he has to do better and has to be better and has to admit that he's made mistakes and coming full circle in that way to me made that story really, really great. Um, also, I'll listen to Christopher Judge read the phone book. So, you know, disclaimer there. Um, but yeah, I I have really enjoyed... As far as game of the year, if we're not talking about games, I have enjoyed empathy as a theme, um, community building, relationship building, understanding where and how you fit in with the people who care about you and the people that you care about. Um, and then also thinking about the ways in which we confront all of the messy things like grief and loss and um, sometimes fucking up relationships to a point where you actually can't fix it and having to be okay with that in whatever way that means for you. So, yeah, kind of kind of divergent for me, but that's me. You'll either find me like um, in the middle of a daisy chain that says I need to get these five ingredients to unlock this potion to make this other potion to be able to build this other thing over here on the side or I am frantically trying to like kill enemies on the easiest mode possible so that I can get to the next cutscene because I'm actually here for the story, please and thank you. Um, you know, like I'm I'm not a person that plays on hardcore mode when I'm actually there to hear the story. Like there could be a movie mode that would let me sit and watch, and I would have sat and watched and been very satisfied. Um, I've even watched some like let's players play through games that I've played before just to watch their reactions to things that gave me reactions. So 
you know, it's um, it's all emotions. I love a good story that pulls me in a direction, makes me feel things. And community building. And community building. Because Listen. you did you did play the absolute hell out of Cult of the Lamb, like real um, hard. I finished Cult of the Lamb in two days. <laughs> <laughs> two days. I had 21 followers. Um, I ended up having to sacrifice seven people, um, six because they asked, and one because he was dissenting and I hadn't built a jail and I just couldn't have him running around yelling terrible things. So, you know. I still need to play that game. I got told that that is a game I specifically, me specifically, need to play. Um, you should. No, I'm good. <laughs> you should. It's interesting. And again, like if okay, if you want to talk about community building, Cult of the Lamb really does kind of lay bare all of the awful things, um, that we do or say or mm. enact in terms of this is how we're going to form a society. This is how we're going to bind all of these people together. Um, either it's going to be, you know, like, oh, like Protestantism, when you work, everything's good. And so there's a big benefit to the community. But maybe, you know, your followers are like, I don't want to work three days straight without sleeping. So then you appease them with a feast like, hey, you guys can have some food after. And that's literally what we do in terms of cult things. And I won't spoil it, you know, spoiler free thing. Um, but there's a lot of options. Some are good. Some are very much not good. And I thought I was going to do the evil playthrough because I like being a villain. But looking at some of the choices and looking at some of the ways it could have gone, I'm like, you know what? I like my little happy community where almost everybody survived. And I feel like <laughs> I got the good ending. I mean, everybody's not going to survive in this game. It's not as awful as like... Um, darkest dungeon which i refuse to play again don't play that if you have depression it's real bad um but it is one of those games where sometimes the plot puts you in a situation where um there's no viable option to fix it for everybody and so then you've got to make choices um I mean, I didn't end up building a jail after that because I'm like, I can't just be killing people for saying shit out of pocket. I can just like go put them somewhere so they can chill. <laughs> you know, like, I can't just be out here just. You were sacrificing. You were you were you were <laughs> sacrificing them to the great dark lord that lived below you. Which, yes, given some things or people, some saying some <laughs> stuff like if like somebody was like, hey, I think Marty over there, sh we should give him a poop sandwich because fuck Marty. And I'm like, dude, what? <laughs> And then, oh, that was another question I had about a game. I'm not gonna ask that question. Never mind. Listen, Wait, no, I, I said I said no. I'm not feeding anybody poop, and they would get mad, and I would be like, "Y'all can just be mad because I'm not feeding you poop." Come on, we're all adult animals here. <laughs> like, bro, poop sandwiches, bro. <laughs> all right, because everybody's animals. That's your re that's right. your resolution to this conflict, right? right. What are you saying, John? Yeah, I know folks are listening to the podcast, but they're not seeing me making a hand motion. It's like, ooh, no, let's <laughs> stop talking mean. about the defecation sandwiches, please. <laughs> Jesus. 
it's why you have prisons built because uh, once someone listen. brings it up they gotta spend the night in jail like this is not don't bring it up to me <laughs> I'm, like, I'm the leader like i'm the leader like you're gonna have to we're gonna have to take you in like i'm i'm the leader don't and bring because, it up to me and here's the thing you're the only one that can cook so the only way this happens is if you cook it and i'm not cooking that so that's not happening right um there's also <laughs> a whole there's also a whole thing where you can like feed people not just poop but like the the remains of people that you sacrificed as a coercion tactic if you want to do that i'm not gonna do that i'm not gonna do that but of course that option is in there and it's just like you know no we're gonna we're gonna bury people we're not gonna harvest them for meat that's not what we do here everyone please remain calm i've built you the nice houses that don't (laughs) collapse in the middle of the night just <laughs> chill. Eat your salad. I made a great salad over here <laughs> with no poop in it. I appreciate Jeffrey's face. <laughs> right. He was, he was unprepared. He was unprepared, and that's the best thing. Ooh-wee. I mean, Aaron was also unprepared because he's like, did that man ask you to make a poop sandwich for someone else? It was, <laughs> it was, it was the directness that, that did it for me. He, he ran up on you in the middle of a work day and was like, yeah. hey, hey, how about we do, hey, so boom, right? And then I was, <laughs> right. so I was, yes. so it was like the audacity was what did it for me. I, I didn't mind it because people come up with all types of shit when they're just in rooms by themselves. I don't blame them. <laughs> But the audacity with which they exit the room with the things they come up with is well. I mean, and in this game, all of your followers will just run up on you with requests, right? Um, and sometimes it's stuff like, "Hey, so when I was going through the forest, I got separated from my best friend. Can you go in there and like rescue them from the cultists?" And it's like, "Okay, yes." And then sometimes it's poop sandwiches. Sometimes they want flowers from the dungeon where you could die. And it's like, I had to stop taking that request. Like, I can't go get flowers. We're trying to, like, defeat the Dark Lord here. Let's focus. Focus up. Right. Right. Like, go go cut down some trees for prey. <laughs> Don't ask me for things right now. <laughs> right. Mm. So, um, all in all, it ended well. That's it really did. It. You have the ability for it to end extremely well. Or very, very, very badly. Yes. So you can learn from you can learn from religion or repeat it. Or not, because I'm not gonna lie to you. If like gods actually were tangible, then I would be easily more religious. Like if the niggas <laughs> pulled up in any manageable way. Like if somebody like, I'm not gonna lie, like if somebody was like, I'm an emissary of a god, and then he flipped over a car and then flew away and be like there might be some other answers, but I'm willing. <laughs> I'll take this pamphlet and read it <laughs> because you just flipped over a car and flew away. I hear you. I see what happened. If that's the greater glory of Satan, I'll read this pamphlet and come up with my own ideas. I'll do some research. <laughs> that looked impressive. So you got to wait for the for the next round of vaccine results to come out, though, before you make your final decision, <laughs> just in case. Just in case. All right. <laughs> Bacon, are you paying attention? Nope. <laughs> I mean, I was up until like two seconds ago. Um, I got wildly distracted because um, what you see happen was is somebody was asking about asexuality and was 
uh, and they're like, "Am I asexual?" And they one of the respond one of their like internal crises that they have is that their brain keeps falling into asexual equals zero desire at all. Period, and that's incorrect question mark. And I went, "Yes, here's a link." <laughs> oh, you were leading the people. Yes, we had to. <laughs> we had to have a moment. That was a good moment to completely space out to support right, support in the community. No. Good link. I don't know how valid, like, I, I don't know anything about the organization in general, but mm-hmm. it is, like, good information on asexuality is asexuality.org. Cool. <laughs> Very good information on what is, and is like, what is asexuality and what falls under that spectrum, if you're curious at all, because I had, already, I had gotten into, like, romantic attraction, uh, arousal, and... Um, Sexual attraction are all are three different things, <laughs> mm-hmm. very different things, and you could be the meters on on each of those can be totally different, yes. and at different times. Yep. So if you're if you're like, hmm, I wonder. Go look asexuality.org. Anyway, that was what I was distracted by, but I am very invested into uh, getting and playing Call of the Lamb. You should. You should. It's um. It is quite and I a think ride. That, I think it. Hmm? And I think like people. I think it's set up also in a way to where like people can like be a cult member. Oh, I don't know. I don't know if you, there's like multiplayer or anything. It's just like it, it's less multiplayer and more like community engagement. Oh, like oh. someone else can come along with you. Like a cult member can run along with you while you're. Oh, doing Oh, that's. I won't spoil that. That's not quite what it is. Um, I did that once and then never did it again. <laughs> yeah, I've got a lot of people who tell me that they wanted to be in my cult. Ah. Well, I mean, you I think they just I think they just want to see what kind of cult you would actually build to see what the cult yes. of bacon would be. I mean, you provide people with handy links. They, well, they, they wanted, they wanted, yeah, because they wanted me to stream it because they wanted to engage also with whatever bullshit I was going to do. I mean, you should do that, though. Oh, they might have been oh, wanting Oh, no, to, I have every... Yeah. Uh-huh. I was going to say they might have been wanting to um, vote on your, like, edicts and stuff because you literally are creating a religion from scratch as you're creating a community yes. from scratch. Um, again, systems within systems. And you can be very supportive or not. <laughs> like I won't. I like. I'm trying to avoid being super specific. We've already spoiled the poop sandwiches for everyone who didn't know about them. That's not a narrative. That's not a narrative beat. <laughs> that is. That is absolutely that a narrative is a... beat. You're just bebopping along, and somebody asks you to make a sandwich out of excrement. That's a narrative you should, beat. That person should know. <laughs> Imagine if Jeffrey saw that. Then Jeffrey would stop playing and then Jeffrey's out of actual cash because the game's not for free. So it's a, it's a yeah, content no, I have, warning. I definitely, definitely want to, uh, I definitely want to find it and uh, yeah, content warnings for drug use, content warnings for um polygamy content warnings for uh cannibalism um and general the ability to be an unfettered asshole if that is the path that you choose all right so i i i had gotten now bacon are you done helping the community find their way 
Should I record a PSA yes. in the middle of this? Like, just have a pause and a PSA for sexuality enrichment and information? Because I, I'm 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 good now, but I do like how they just said that uh they're like two paragraphs they didn't feel called out. Oh nice. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That's me helping people find themselves. Like I said hey. before, important life changing communication delivered with a straight right hand to the sternum, full speed. <laughs> <laughs> that person rolled two times and hit a wall and they were like, Well, you know what? You have a point, Bacon. You have a point. <laughs> Listen, okay. they're just they're laying one, against the wall, reading the website, right. nodding. Right. <laughs> yeah, no, that one that one was easier. That one was just like, wait, you are incorrect on a thing. Throwing a link at you. Okay, going back to podcasting. <laughs> well, since you're here podcasting with us. Okay. Was your so, year? so in ta- time is a circle. I am still trying to figure out what the fuck games I played this year. Like, I'm sitting here going, I'm like, didn't I play Tales of Arise this you year? But Tales I was like, wait, no, I played Tales of Arise when it came out. And it said it came out in 2021. You can, you played it into this year, I believe. You played it into this year. And then you played um, Astria Ascending. Oh, that was also good. The um, that Vanillaware-like game. With the mm-hmm. race, Astria with Ascending the, with, was not good. With the, well, that was I a tried. Game, well, that was a game with the racism, air quotes, that bothered all the white people. Right, right, right. Um, so yeah, Astria Ascending was a whole trip. Um, specifically because I I was sitting like I I really tried. It was actually the gameplay that was preventing me from going for, like really going forward. Mm-hmm. But the the storyline was also doing that thing where it drops you in the storyline, expecting you to understand what the storyline is, without giving you all of the storyline. And it's not get, and it doesn't give it to you in enough pieces mm. for you to figure out what the fuck is going on. Mm. <laughs> uh, so like you can kind of like grasp it. So it's like the, the game is expecting you to know, but doesn't give you enough of the information to know. And like w- as you're just traveling, like the random fight encounters mm-hmm. in like. Like, even if you're of appropriate level, you could end up with random battle encounters that would just kill you. Mm -hmm. Not bosses, just trash. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, why? This isn't fun. Um, um, And the the map system was terrible. But Mm. also, it definitely, it, it was definitely one of those where it's shouting out, like, we're doing a racism. Like, very clear, like, we're just doing a racism and it's just like, but why? <sighs> and then you and then when you're like when you start like learning some of the backstory behind it, I'm just like, y'all are monstrous. Who, who wrote this? <laughs> I still can't get over how like there's like a race of like like fish people, right? And uh these people don't like like they they want to be part of this whole collective of like called the harmony. They they want the harmony because if they're part of it, they're not being literally eaten by the other countries and races. Literally eaten. And um the other races like just talk down to them like they're lesser because apparently like they used to eat them. 
Yeah, there ain't no way. But, there's no way we're getting along if you used to eat my people physically, like in sandwiches and salads and shit. Yes, ain't no, ain't no yes, way. Yes, they definitely so. used to. They yes. used to be hunted and eaten. In fact, once we gain a certain degree of sentience, we will become and remain a warlike people until you wipe all of us off the planet. You're gonna have to <laughs> destroy us from orbit because it's on site with every single human being we see at, at sea, in the air, on the ground, the kids, children, babies, animals. On site forever. This is a Krogan like, bedtime story. And and like, well, they're 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 still pretty new to the collective, so like, and they benefit like the most from it. So they're still kind of like, I don't know how else to put this. Like rainbow, they're just like, no, we don't want smoke with nobody. Like, no, we don't. We want smoke with nobody because we don't want to go back to being eaten. And so like. Other people will be like, oh, you're just like exaggerating or you're just like you're just being sensitive whenever they say anything or get upset. And I'm like, you used to eat them. <laughs> like we're doing wild shit like we're on And there would be some of the, like and of course, like each race has problems with like different races. And so like like there's this one one race and they're mad at the human race because the human race came in was going to war with them to steal their land like no fucking shit like i'm going to like just throw a hydrogen blimp into a skyscraper to pass the time like there will be <laughs> no reason at all it, it will not it, be a, it will not be like a national holiday it will be monday it will be 11.41, and someone at 9 p.m. and 9 a.m. was like, hey, bro, why don't we fly this blimp into their building and blow it up? And I'd be so, like, bet. And I, I think they were trying to do, like, this, like, great, like, grand messaging thing of how you have, like, this whole grand collective of everybody works together, and it's even called the Harmony, but everybody actually hates each other. And I'm like, y'all don't have the range for this narrative. Um, didn't wasn't that wasn't the hook that they had to take they tell they all took something that allowed them to um embrace the diversity equity <laughs> inclusion movement. yeah so essentially what happened and like there so there's the gods right everybody comes like a demigod mm-hmm. but when you become a demigod you only have six years to live yeah and and a person who becomes a demigod is chosen from each of the communities each like country so they all like you have all of these people who like from each country who have who are demigods who have to work together. And honestly, it sounds more like a sacrifice. Right, right. I played the beginning and thought this is really cute and then wandered off to play something else. And I never got back to it. So I didn't get yeah, to the like the fish anything. This, is, this goes in my worst game of the year. Oh, my um, God. Uh, <laughs> uh and I, it was one of those where I'm like, no, I understand why white people were uncomfortable because they just randomly throw racism in there with like no real coherent thought. Um, so it's it, it it it's it's tangible for white people to be angry about it because it's not tangible. Mm. I was gonna say, is is fantasy racism whenever it's in a game, is it ever really done well? I mean, I, of course, there's an argument that, yeah, there there have been examples where it has been done well. I don't know. I always just feel like, like you okay. just mentioned, there's a step missed somewhere with their whole point to it. You know. So what I, mean? I actually think Tales of Arise did it very well um, for a Japanese company. I think they did it better than some U.S. companies. Mm-hmm. 
Um, there's definitely some like, ah, this is kind of cringe and not super great. But no, it, like I didn't see any egregious red flags. More like pink ones. <laughs> A little slightly rougish. Like. <laughs> like, ah, right. And there were some moments where I was like, I don't agree with you because I'm black. And I literally can't agree with you and what you're saying here because I'm black. But this mm-hmm. is this is a this is a cultural difference that we're having here because mm-hmm. you're outside looking in and I'm in. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I thought that I thought that they did it very thoughtfully. Um, they do have the whole like I also feel like they took the whole aliens like made racism thing. Like I feel like they actually did a different spin on it and actually did it in a way that was well because they were using it as a metaphor. Mm hmm. Um, the metaphor that they were doing is racism is man-made. Mm-hmm. Mm. So like that, that was a, that was a string on it. So like basically what you have like these two race, like two races essentially. And like one is, one are the pores and the slaves and they can't like do magic, et cetera. And the other can do magic. And they like are overlords over the people. Like mm-hmm. it, it goes into slavery. Mm-hmm. Um, but it also goes into, well, what do you do after after it's over like everybody still has to live next to each other and okay. that like it it, it it does think ask it in like all in like a really good way and at no point is it like the slaves need to forgive the 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 people who were doing horrible things to them but you but we all still still have to live next to each other and how do we do that like we have to rebuild and we have to live next to each other so I found it very interesting. I found it like very good for like a Japanese company. I was very impressed. Mm. Um, but there is there is also and at no point is it like, oh, you don't have to be mad. I'm like, no, no, I can be mad. <laughs> but it did do a lot of like, we should work together. And I'm like, no, I want to work with him. <laughs> <laughs> Not my ministry. <laughs> I mean, I was also valid. That was also valid. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we that kumbaya like, thing. Mm, 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 right. Mm, it mm, goes. Mm. I mean, it's also again, it's also very anime, and it does go towards teenagers. So, like, it's dealing with a very serious subject matter. But it was also there are also times where I felt like it was group therapy mm. because mm. there's like there's a lot of times where um, you're dealing with like like you're going through grief and loss and like uh working through uh oppression because like with with the core group all but two people were slaves Mm. well actually three people the third wasn't a slave but was put into hiding because there were some people who used to live on like this planet who could do magic but they were hunted down and killed Mm mm-hmm by the other people by the rena who could do magic because mm. um, power structures mm. um, and so they they were specifically hunted down and killed and she's like the last remaining person who can do magic and so mm-hmm. like her her and she's a child and her parents were murdered mm-hmm. so <laughs> and that's she's been lot. like living in hiding <laughs> yeah that's, that's heavy but it does beg yeah. the yeah, question. Yeah, the whole game is super heavy. Yeah, it does beg the question, though. We all engage with and love the idea of community building, but then that makes you think about, like, 
who may not be part of the community and then what do you do with those people because of course you don't want to have to hold hands with the people who oppressed your people forever but then where do you what do you do with them <laughs> right like you 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 can't like they they're not going anywhere what right. what do you do and I think like one of the things that, you know, especially through activism, et cetera, is just like, well, one, you don't have to. Uh, right. Another person can. And there are people who do want to. There are people who want to help bridge the gap. Right. Who want to bridge who want to bridge the aisle and like try to like do the thing. And like you can do community work without working directly with the people who used to oppress you <laughs> and then there are people who are really good at doing the paperwork with oppressors because somebody has to do it it's it, it definitely has the, it takes all types all mm -hmm. across the board it takes everybody to be free um and so that that was actually that was also that was part of the messaging is it take it does take everybody to be free mm -hmm. but it was there was at no point was there like uh uh your feelings are wrong there was actually pointed. No, it's okay to hate. It's it's okay to hate them and be angry. It's fine. <laughs> it's like years of fucked up shit. It's okay. <laughs> I know so, you. I know you're talking I, about I, it. Was, it was a very nuanced take. I was not expecting. Mm -hmm. I know you're talking about a different game. From, but if um somebody, it's all Caleb. this all this all stops if somebody's eating my people. Just that's the we're back to it. Anyway, please continue. <laughs> Wait, I'm sorry. What? If someone's eating my people, like putting them with them, um, like uh, like a cop. Oh no no! All stops if they're eating people. If yeah eating no people. no. So no fucking yeah. Astria ascending. It was it was. And I again, they were trying to do the with Astria ascending. They were trying to do the message of like, look, everything's harmony. Everything's harmonized. But every but is it really harmony if everybody's like fighting against each other and hates each other? And I'm just like, again, you don't have the range. Whatever story you're trying to tell here, you don't have the range for, and it's really bad, and the gameplay isn't bad, and you've got some like real boob obsession going on. Mm. I mean, you're trying to be a vanilla weird game, but you're not doing the horny correct. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> vanilla vanilla wear. It's true. Vanilla wear comes at you in such a way that they directly appeal to your genitals and whatever genitals work for those genitals in a very overt way that is not offensive to just them. Like, I've never played a game where my character has her vagina, both ass cheeks, and both titties pointed at the camera, and I'm like, this is fine. <laughs> Usually I object to it. I don't want my wires crossed. There's plenty of titties and ass cheeks no. elsewhere. No, VanillaWare does horny in a very unique way. I have not seen another game company ever, ever do, like, be able to do horny. They've it's never been very unique. It doesn't offend me, and I am... I am like Queen Prude here. Right. So I don't like to see it. I just have, I don't like my wires crossed. I don't even like looking at cheerleaders when I look at football. Like, why are this why are this woman's titties here when all these men are slamming into it? That man has a concussion. That man has just been concussed. I don't want to see titties now. Hold on. So I don't like it either. But vanillaware games, I was playing Dragon Crown, I got it for PlayStation 5. I played as that barbarian. Oh lady. my god, Dragon Crown is like the most egregious. <laughs> I was playing as a barbarian lady and I was like, I shouldn't like this. I should take offense. I should be online and railing about this, but this is the sexiest person I've ever controlled in a video game. <laughs> ever. 
I don't know. No, and, and the male characters are just as bad. Yes. So, <laughs> Everyone's sexy. Yo, Everybody's hot. Whoa. Oh, my goddamn. Oh, you just started looking it up. Yeah, yeah. Dragon. Dragon. Look at Dragon. No, no. I remember. I remember. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yes. The dwarf is like. Right. Yeah, no. The dwarf was like, hey. Right. Like, all of them. No, so like Odin Sphere isn't as bad, but it's also one of my favorite games and one of my favorite side scrolling games. Mm -hmm. Strong recommend. You would love that. You could get it on PS5 as well. Uh, I already, I, um, that was one of those games I um, disregarded when I was a little shit. Um, and I got it. it was, and then no, I traded I, it I in and I bought it again. Call it the, it yeah. is the last great PS2 game. Oh, yeah, no, I have it again. I'm definitely going to play through it as one of the games I got. Oh, I that frame rate was dropping on that game on the original PS2. Yes. I remember playing it, and you throw enough what, fire potions or whatever, and the game would just... Oh, oh no, no, no. Uh, if you were in the underworld, mm. the underworld was yeah. bad. Every time you had to fight hell, yeah. it would just be like spider vagina and frame rates drop. <laughs> I mean, that, that, if anything that's... should make the frame rate drop. It, it's just if like anything should out spider vagina and frame rate dropping. Right. Because what the thing is, is like, so in the underworld, you have to use a light potion to make things light so you can see. So mm -hmm. it makes like these little light effects. And uh, the background in Odin Sphere is very layered. Mm -hmm. So like you like the, the sky is moving. There's like some details with like mountains or a city and there's like lights or stuff there's stuff moving there there's like there's there's it's they, they definitely go like like background foreground but like they do everything in between mm -hmm. and each is another layer mm -hmm. and it's all very beautifully done just some oh, i really enjoyed it when i played it in the last i think it was on yeah. xbox when i got it uh, which game? Mm. Odin Sphere. Oh, no, no, I don't think it's ever been on Xbox. Was it? X but it, it must have been my PlayStation. It, it was out on. It was on PlayStation yeah. Two, then PlayStation Four. Then it must have been my. 5. It must have been on my PS Four then. Yeah. Right. But I played through it and I was like, "This is really beautiful." It's. Be I am in love with Vanillaware artwork. Like I just my life. Mm -hmm. Um, the the person who runs Vanillaware is mm -hmm. also the head art designer, mm -hmm. and. That's the style he created for the game. Oh wow! Yeah, like it's Vanillaware is actually like a small company. I mean, um, it just it has this look where it's almost like hand painted. Yes, mm -hmm. that that is that mm -hmm. is it. It looks so good. It's like watercolors. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, every single one of those layers are moving. But then she's also there's also ghosts that are just hanging out in mm -hmm. the background. Just regular ass non you can't fight them ghosts, and then she spawns like any like little enemy spider demon things from her vagina. Where else would they come from? I I mean I probably shouldn't call it like it's not quite exactly that, but like literally her lower half is a giant spider widow with like a full face and like yeah, that's fine. That's her I weak mean... spot because Japan. Um... <laughs> Everything's fine here. Continue. Not, not, not to mention it's, it's a like, hell is like this translucent spirit, and for every reason, you just have to notice her chest. I'm like, sure, why not? Well, of okay, course, so those, to, those, those to, things will be made out of ectoplasm or whatever it is. Yeah, to sure. Be, to be fair, hell is described in Nordic everything as being like half beautiful and half undead. Mm-hmm. Split like literally split right down the her face. Oh, out. Oh, okay. Yeah, like like this half 
is mm-hmm. beautiful, like beautiful and voluptuous. And this half is skeleton and mm. like organs falling out and grotesque, like horrid. So like you look at her from the side, it's like babe. And the other side, it's just like monster. And that works for some I think people. She's the child of Loki, right? Yeah, that's Loki's daughter. Yeah. Yeah, it's Loki's daughter. I have that right, right, uh, Erica? Yeah, Loki's daughter. Oh, no, I meant on her description. On her description being half, like, beautiful and half basically a corpse. Yeah, that's traditional um, Norse mythology is, you know. But Loki had... Loki had some kids. Loki had, like, a lot of... (laughs) Loki had a lot of monster babies. Well, he also self-birthed them. He did. He did. We don't talk about that, but he he did. Yeah, we, we don't talk about that, but yeah, he's self-birthed them. He is, he's a frog. He can just, like, give birth to, uh, give birth without, uh, having a partner. Mm-hmm. The whole eight-legged horse is also his baby. Um. Yes. Uh, the, isn't Fenrir his baby? Fenrir's his baby. Um. The, the giant dragon snake. Ragnarok is his baby. Yeah, the, the big snake is his baby, too. Yeah, he has Loki had a lot of monster babies. He did, um, but yeah, that that whole that whole part of there's like there's like parts of the game that are like like this is Nordic myth. Then there's this is like a, a combination of wealth of uh, Gaelic and Celtic myth mm-hmm. because we can't make a decision between the two because <laughs> we're Japan. Um, it's fine it all goes together let's let's combine two groups of fairies into one group of fairy and god's sure um i can't remember what the third one's a combination of but because there's like three three different books Mm -hmm. well there's there's six different books but two books go together essentially yep and then and then they all can interconnect in other ways because Mm -hmm. they're actually one one giant story mm-hmm. and when you finish all of them you can access like the secret boss and actually finish the story mm-hmm. you also played a harvestella by the way as we were I actually just play, going through the yeah. going through the lists of games you played and i am <laughs> okay yes I'm, I'm i'm currently playing harvestella i think i'm on close to the last chapter uh harvestella is going places i wasn't expecting but I don't think I could have expected. I mean, to be fair, I went into Harvestella with like no expectations. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, "Cool, it's a farming sim. Is there dating?" Question mark. <laughs> like that. That's all I. That that's all I went. That 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 is me going into the game, and so it is an experiment of a game for sure. Mm-hmm. It also, I don't mean that badly. It's just very clearly that they're trying a lot of things in mm-hmm. one thing. It also is a culmination of every single narrative trope that Square Enix has ever done in any of their uh, fantasy games. Oh, dear. <laughs> All of them. All of them. Right now, I'm like, I just went past Mir and I'm in, um, I don't know what I'm in. <laughs> this, this ending is going places. Um, like, there's time travel. Well, no, not time travel. They're specifically not time travel. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm definitely going to be talking spoilers. Uh, 
because I it's hard to explain the different directions that this game goes without going into spoilers. Mm. Um, so over small overview, if you haven't listened to me talk about Harvestella before, is Harvestella kind of like starts out as uh, you're just hanging there in like there's this thing called the quiet. And that's like it's basically this dust that like falls over everything and it kills everything. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's usually actually like a day that happens in between the seasons. Mm -hmm. So like, oh, like at the end, you know, like in uh, Stardew Valley or other uh, farming sins at the end of the month, like if the the crops just die. Right. At the beginning of the new month. So it's the quietest is what what does that apparently in this one. So, mm-hmm. but like no life lives it in the quietest. So somehow trees do. I mean, I don't get it. I, I, you know, I can. They make me money, so I'm not complaining. But I was confused. <laughs> <laughs> um. So like, you're found laying. Your character's found out laying in the quietest. Has no memory of who they are or anything. Uh, you can choose skin colors. I just found that. I just realized that. And I must have, when I was streaming it, decided to choose the tragically light skin version. <laughs> you have to switch. Uh, but my, but my, my character, it, so you can choose the skin color and the hair color and you can name your character. And because I was looking at the official artwork and I was looking at like my character and I'm like, they're looking a little tan and their hair is like green, gray, blue. They're not blonde. I was very confused. And then I was like, oh, you can change. I just can't remember because brain fog. Brain fog just means my memory is trash now. Um, but yeah, so I made tragically light skin because it's not the darkest skin tone. Just looks like they, uh, they're they a farm worker. Um, <laughs> Wait, a, a farm worker in what context? Like what? Just, just, just getting a lot of sun, moving a lot of hay? Like what? Moving, yeah, yeah, yeah. Moving hay, moving chicken feed. A very robust tan, like Um, a very robust tan. That, like you know, like you know, like the white people that are actually spicy white, and they come up to you and they go like, "Hey, we're the same skin color." And then you say, Mm. "But we're not, though," and you walk away really awkwardly (laughs) for them. (laughs) For them, right? You can't tell which side of the conversation my character's on. (laughs) <laughs> we're just gonna assume your character would never have that conversation or engage with that conversation ever oh no they wouldn't there you go that's all good <laughs> they would never because they can't talk easy good mm, they can't or they like, uh well oh. they can and can't so silent protagonist but you can choose uh. dialogue options and they do that lovely thing of when you're explaining stuff there's no text from your character that shows up oh that's interesting but it's okay because the game has some of the best body language i have seen in a game Mm. um what am i like they have they have a what the fuck expression which (laughs) is great because there's a lot of scenes where you are like what the fuck it's literally this (laughs) like what is happening here what is going on like arms out palms up like leaning back like what (laughs) Um, and the game, there's a lot of side quests. And I know a lot of people had complaints about the number of side quests, especially because you don't really get much from them. But I started viewing the side quests as a way of ambient storytelling 
mm-hmm. and world building. Mm. And when you look at it from that point, they're fantastic storylines. Um, also, whoever wrote this game really loves children. It has some of the best like interactions with children, and like all the kids have kid logic. How adorable! It, it's fucking cute. Like, uh, there's this Sahagin who stole like a kid's treasure. Spoiler alert: the treasure is a mud ball. Um, oh my gosh! Sahagin stole the kid's treasure and was like, "I'm gonna use this to be the king of Sahagin." And the children are just like, "No, you can't steal our stuff." And like you go over there and you have a choice of like threatening the Sahagin right away. But instead, I'm just like, hey, give that back. Cause I'm like, I'm gonna be nice to if 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 <laughs> if, a, if a monster is like out in the public and not hurting anybody, like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go attack them if they're not attacking anybody. Like I'm just not that kind of like I'm not not that kind of person. And my morality extends to my video games. <laughs> so I'm just like, you give that back. And they're like, no. And then they run off. And then the kids are like, no, what do we do? And I'm like, let's go get him. And the kids are like, yes, we have adult approval. That means we can do anything. And then <laughs> you go off with the kids to go hunt down the Sahagin and give the, get their treasure. It, it's that kind of stuff. And you don't even find out until the end of the story. It's actually just like a mud ball. But apparently, like, the kids' mud ball is a super top secret like super extra really great mud ball of friendship i mean that tracks mm. kid logic it's so good it's um and you get to use that you get to like split the parts of the mud ball to all show that you are all friends and have adventure together and it's a memory of your adventures together and i was like don't you give me these emotions <laughs> over a piece of dirt oh. how dare you <laughs> piece of dirt how dare you? I was so mad. I was like, why are you doing this to me? <laughs> but yeah, so like a lot of the a lot of the stories, like, and there there's a lot of stories are like that. Um, there's another one where like there's an orphaned kid whose parents had passed away. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't like they had gotten destroyed, like they had gotten killed by monsters. Mm-hmm. And when they get killed by monsters, there's no body. So he ended up in like this area that's not quite safe, made like a grave for his his parents and mm-hmm. would like sneak out of the orphanage every night to go visit it oh wow and there's a new there's a new person at the orphanage who was like this kid is leaving every night can you follow and just make sure they're okay but she's new she didn't know and then you find out like that everybody from like the all the adults from the orphanage do know and they like secretly follow him to make sure he's safe at night but it, it's all it's, a it's, plus it's, parenting that's so great <laughs> right but it's so cute because when you when you when you talk with the kid, he's just like, I don't want to tell anybody because it's embarrassing. <laughs> and I'm like, baby. <laughs> so there's a lot of really good stories like that. And again, mm-hmm. it it builds the world. And mm-hmm. it that becomes very important for the part of the game I'm in right now because you find out like this world is actually a second world. Oh. Hmm. Um, so there's two worlds. Uh, there's this old world and there's the new world. The old world, what happened was, is the quietest had started descending over everything mm-hmm. and it was killing everybody. Mm. And so they were trying to find, humans were trying to find a way to um, stop the quietest. And what they ended up doing is they ended up building a new world, like a second world. Mm-hmm. And they were using these giant crystals called um, 
I'm like, God, I can't remember what these crystals are called off the top of my head. <laughs> <laughs> my brain. But they use like these uh, giant uh, crystals that uh, they, they like control the the seasons, they, everything. Mm -hmm. Well, you find out they don't control the seasons. They actually are uh, terraforming. Oh. So each seas light, they're called seas lights. Mm. So each seas light, because each seas light is associated with a different element in a different season inside of the game and in the mm -hmm. base world that you know. Mm -hmm. um, but outside, it turns out it's like it's all part of a terraforming thing. And what happened was, is that in the creation of this world, uh, because they were trying to make this world the like the same as the previous where they left. one, yeah, where they left, it created humans again. So we have two entirely sets of humans. We have old oh. human, we have old Earth, and we have new Earth. And uh, it also turns out that like all of the people who were on old Earth are like cryogenically frozen. Hmm. Oh. Oh. It yeah, so goes like game just... goes places. That's interesting. I might have to play that one. It it goes places. There's a whole dungeon area that is like straight the amusement park from near. Oh, I don't. We're not gonna talk about near. The um. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's how I felt. There are two. <laughs> there are two chapters of the game where I'm like, what the near is happening? We're not gonna. I'm gonna just erase that. I'm gonna redact that from myself. Because Nier is a mind trip that I do not need heading into this the new game year. This goes through mind trips. And I was not anticipating it from a cozy farming game. But it still <laughs> tries to maintain, like, like, a, a, like firm control over emotions. Mm -hmm. And, like, what, and, like, also that making right decisions is not um, very black and white. Like, mm -hmm. There's a lot of, like, nuance and stuff and emotions and biases and things that happen mm -hmm. um and it just and like the build-up like the build-up into the chapter that i'm at is mm -hmm. like very much like this place is real mm -hmm. these people are real with real experiences and these are also the experiences that we all like everybody has um which it's very much a pandemic game and it just can't, it, 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 the whole game's hitting me out of left field and I'm like what is going on here <laughs> <laughs> I came here for farming and combat and you're throwing shit at me <laughs> I, re I remember when the first question we were all wondering whether you could date people and like that was the pressing question I, of the game apparently you can date but it's after you beat the game what no well, dating until you're done with your mission. It kind of makes sense with what's going on, but <laughs> it, it really, there there is no room for romantic relationship until like right. There's no room for you know the end of Avatar: The Last Airbender when Aang's like, "But I like you," and Katara's like, "There's a lot of shit going on right now, and I need to. I can't think about this right now." It, it's got that feel. I mean, I never date anybody in the farming sims anyway. I disappoint everyone. It's just like, no, I don't. Uh, I don't I've like definitely them. got my eye on a few characters now that, and every character does have like a personal like story thing that you can go through. Mm -hmm. And so I've maxed out almost everybody's story. And I'm sitting here like, and each of them have like very distinct personalities. Uh, one of them is definitely Sundir. 
<laughs> like he literally sends you a letter at one point going like, uh, don't ever come to the inn. I don't want to see you. I definitely don't want you to come by. Our business is done. And then you show up and he's like, why are you here? And I'm like, you sent a letter. And he's just like, told you not to show up. Well, you're here anyway. Let's hang out. I, I truly don't ever do the romances. I thought about it in Potion Permit just to date the guy who's like, you're a terrible person. And then to break up with him or something. But I'm like, that's even too much effort. Uh, I date, I, I'm dating the secretary in Potion Permit because oh, well, one, nice. it was easy and he's genuinely a nice character. He's he's very nice. Um, I just wanted to like annoy Doctor Strange a bit, but that was, you know. Doctor Strange needs therapy. He does. He does. But also he needs to suffer forever doubting me. That's He's all... I'm also sitting here like, I'm like, <laughs> you're using some very racially charged language at me. That wouldn't be racially charged if my sprite wasn't black, but my sprite is very black, so the language looks weird. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm like, this language is sus. You just called me you people? <laughs> yeah. He, I'm, I'm like, I'm like, listen, Mateo, I know that you are a white uh, Latino, but you can't be acting out here like white people like white people naturalists do that black doctors listen you made potions and did things and he doesn't like it at all which again is why right. he deserves to suffer <laughs> but he, and he he's just like consistently a dick even after you're like i'm not being a dick or and i'm not trying to steal your labor i mean i don't know i stole all his labor nobody ever ended up going to that man's house not on my watch. I didn't even know he was down there until the game was almost over. I'm like, oh, you're still here. <laughs> oh. I thought you ran away like millennia ago. Okay. Okay. Oh, he's, he's, he's chilling. He's still he's down there chilling. running. He's down here running from bears. Nigga. I didn't see you in the forest when I was there killing the bears. Being the best. <laughs> so I can see why everybody was a little jaundiced before I got here. Honestly, if you can't even... You can't even yeah, fight the bears. Gonna, how are you going to be talking shit when you can't fight bears, sir? Right. And the, I was sitting there. I was also sitting there going like, sir, you may be like a witch, naturalist person, but like literally, I, that's literally all my potions are. I mean, yeah, I'm just getting stuff from where I am. Like I'm not even using mailed over ingredients from wherever it is I came from. Train right over. None of that. I'm like out here again, you know. Yeah, well, putting is, armadillos and putting armadillos and headlocks and shaking the trees. It's all the locally sourced stuff. I'm trying to figure out why you're putting fur in potions, but I just stopped caring about the ingredients you put in potions. You can't think about that because if you think about that, the <laughs> thought of the texture of the fur in the back of your throat will make you deeply uncomfortable. I know because I thought about oh. it for too long and then I stopped. Uh, I just like, I just imagine that it just got melted because it was put in stuff with like acids. I mean, you have to hope. Otherwise, it's just like there's just fur in this cup, and I just maybe I'll just die. How about that? Maybe, maybe I'll just die no, no, no. of whatever it is just, I have. I started I started mixing <laughs> stuff in such a way to where I feel less uncomfortable. Uh, Potion Permit is clearly also a game we played this year. Yes, um, I'm calling it best indie game of the year. Um, but, uh, they like, so what I would do is like, I'm like, okay, so here's like fur, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. 
So I'm going to put something that looks like it's like acidic or something like, you know, poison from whatever creature's tail. Mm -hmm. Okay. And now I'm going to make sure I put a slime in there because the slime is going to be a base for the acid. Right. So that to way neutralize it. Yeah. <laughs> I started putting way too much thought <laughs> because some of the ingredients were just like, I'm like, I'm concerned. I mean, it is concerning. It is very concerning. Although I also like how you can make generic injections. Listen, I didn't even bother with those most of the time because not everything even responds to those. So it's like, listen, you're oh, going to get oh this no, I, random I, flower. I craft them for money. Yes, for money was good. You have to you have to make your your money because I never actually had enough extra potions to sell them. I would make extra of stuff that people seem to come down with commonly just so that I would have them for when they showed up with like a weird rash for the third time this month. Please, whatever you're doing, do it more carefully. Check your house for poison ivy or spiders or whatever's going on there because I've seen you too many times. Uh. Well, after after the slime after the slime got cleaned from the water, I stopped having a bunch of people with clearly pink eye coming in. Yes, which was good because <laughs> like everybody was coming in with like bruised eye or like itchy eye or like, and it would be like five people mm -hmm. in like an in game week, and I'm like, y'all niggas have pink eye. You do, <laughs> and you're giving it to everyone else. Stop. And so, and, and then, but like, apparently like when, once the, uh, once the, uh, the slime was cleared from the water, like suddenly I'm, it's very rare. I get it. Right. And I'm very thankful. No, thanks. To I just tail. got like the regular stuff, like, like bruised knees and shit. <laughs> A lot of twisted ankles. I don't know what them, what they're doing. They all keep twisting their goddamn ankles, but. Listen. It's not for us to know. Probably moving stuff without cocaine like those officers you hooked up. That's the last <laughs> thing I remember. The officers were like... Uh, excuse me, excuse me, sir. That was PCP, not cocaine. Whatever it was, <laughs> those officers were like... Cocaine, cocaine does not give you freakish strength and then cause you to crash right afterwards. That's what PCP does. They said, <laughs> we have about 12 hours of hard labor. Is there any way you, the alchemist, could help cut that time by a few hours no, no. at all? You want, you want to know what's even better about about that scene because i actually took i actually uh recorded video of it mm -hmm. um so what you're doing is is they're just like oh look at these heavy boxes shit we don't got anybody who can move these boxes wonder if and they see somebody who's like can you help me move them and they're like i'm too busy i can't move i can't help move them i have stuff to do and then you walk past and they're like alchemist like you ain't got shit to do <laughs> you're the one you got the stuff I'm I mean, like, you, make like, you make solutions. You make solutions to like, problems. I am making one potions too. Where do you think I'm going as I'm walking past you? I'm going to the forest to collect ingredients for your mom. Yeah, but literally your mom. Yeah, but like literally your mom, who is in my hospital right now on a really sad bed because I y'all are making me pay to upgrade the hospital to fix you. Yeah, I hear and Mateo you. has perfectly clean beds. Mateo has perfectly clean beds. Nobody in them. If I could have gone in there and ransacked his stuff, I would have. 
Like Listen. if there was an in-game option to just go in there and run all his supplies while he's out brooding in the forest, running from bears, not picking anything, not making any viable potions, I would steal all his hospital beds. All of them. <laughs> it's dumb. There was one time when they're like, like, I think I got one of the 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 mass events where like it's just like all the people. Mateo mm-hmm. comes in, he's like, I need you to take these people. <laughs> got no room. <laughs> and you're like, uh, okay. <laughs> but I love those days because those days are money. I mean, everybody leaves within 12 hours and everybody's happy. So I get lots of extra money. It's good, it's good business. Also, laying in this bed probably means that you'll be back in a week because there's moss growing on the pillow, and that's not sanitary. But, you know. There's broken windows. There's, there's like, everything. Like, it is so filthy in there. Do you know how many times I have upgraded the, the, the clinic, and it's the inside that still looks bad? Right. I gave up. When I upgraded, I think it was, like, twice, and my beds still look like the moss men live there. And no, no, I keep upgrading to see what exterior thing gets finished <laughs> because I mean, it's, it's all really... on the exterior. Mm-hmm. So, so I finally don't have broken windows because I have a, I also have, I have a roof with no holes. So I feel mm-hmm. like the next upgrade, the next upgrade has to be on the inside, right? I love your face because your face <laughs> is not how I feel. Like, I don't. <laughs> It's fine. I have nothing else to spend money on in this game. That's the other thing. We just we play these games until there's nothing else to do and all the tires fall off and the car gives out like just extract as much gameplay from the game as possible. They ever sort out the glitches and stuff for the game? I remember when you guys were playing it, it was a uh, rather glitchy. I think there were some updates for some of the glitches. Some of it you just got to be careful about. Uh, a lot of it was cuts. Like the worst of it was honestly cutscene glitches, mm-hmm. um, and those are the ones where you had to restart your game mm-hmm. or you had to skip the cutscene, uh, and those got fixed. Like I can I can go on dates with my uh, secretary now. Oh, nice. Yes, because his his were the cutscenes that got repeatedly broken. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the bathhouse cutscene is fixed. Oh, nice. I always wondered what she had to say there when I had. (laughs) Listen, listen, I had to look up the cutscene for um, the uh, for the secretary for like his final like like we that unlocks the ability to date him Mm -hmm. because um, so you go on a date. Right. And Mm -hmm. he like you go and you see this fortune teller and the fortune teller is just like gives you your fortune Mm -hmm. and then. The cutscene breaks. So you can't oh, no. see what and you know me. Oh no. I am the person who it goes like, what's in the box? hmm Like you can't tell me if you get me a present unless like it's directly like in my person or like you like sent it to like PayPal or something. Mm-hmm. Or like us like if it's not something I get right away, I will sit there and go, What's my present? <laughs> like you, you can't tell me so I'm sitting there like what the fuck is happening and that's how I found out like it was bugged because mm-hmm. like there's a whole reddit thread on it with like a bazillion replies on it and we're all sitting here like but I have to know 
<laughs> what's happening and because like the next the next cut scene because if you skip it you can get out of you can get out of it being stuck by just skipping it mm-hmm. then he meets you at your door and he references yeah the fortune and you're just like but what did it say <laughs> what ha- i i need to know right so, but that's that's fixed and so because it's fixed i was able to look it up and i'm like thank you uh, <laughs> good potion permit very good game uh yeah and so like i think the the only like bugs that still exist are like so minor that i don't think they'd really bug anybody so officially bacon had four games of the year just officially just so we could we never actually had worst game of the year Mm -hmm. you had three games of the year and then the worst game of the year the game that was half finished and then and you I'm not gonna lie. I don't know. I don't know if Harvestella beat Stray in Game of the Year, but they're right there. All right. I kind of. I'm tempted to ask people about what they didn't like. Yes. Let's talk about haters, professional haters. Let's <laughs> go. I um. I only want to. Haterade. I. You said as like as far as games are like. Like things within gaming because you you said that earlier I wasn't well, I wasn't too well that's, sure. that's the thing right so what we're talking mm-hmm. about there could be things like the one of the reasons why I had such a hard time picking a game so there's two so I have two games of the year I have one Academy Award winning got strong armed it's God of War mm-hmm. easily like Sony's doing this thing they have the longest running characters that exist without reboots um so a lot of these Sony characters are like adults now. Like, Nathan Drake had to retire because his daughter's a teenager and he can't keep getting shot at with a kid around. He had to call that. He retired. You know, Ratchet and Clank in the last one, they're celebrating Ratchet and Clank for 20 years of saving the galaxy with a whole ass parade and shit. And then they find another dimension where shit didn't work out. You know what I mean? And it's like, God of War is like Kratos, someone who, it took me so long to play because I didn't like Kratos at the end of God of War 3. I was good. I didn't care about the prequels or the character or nothing. I was like, he's wild as hell. I'm good. And then he came on God of War and we spent the past three or four years just openly acknowledging what he's done wrong by name and trying to be a human being. And it's like, I guess this is what happens when you have characters that exist for 20 years and consistently, (laughs) you know what I mean? Without like usually even comics have writing changes and reboots. But some of these characters exist for 20 years in a straight line. So, like, the fact that Kratos came out and apologized to everybody and tried to be his best self and we saw it is, like, it, had, it, got, it, got, it, got, a, it got that Academy Award golf clap for me. <laughs> um, there's um, that game Blacktail, which I like. You're playing, as, um, uh, you're playing as Baba Yaga, good or bad, the Guardian of the Forest or the Dark Witch of the Forest. Mm-hmm. And I like the game because it seems like a proof of concept for a game about African folklore more than any other game I've played this year. Like, in, you're in the forest, and it's also about you doing anything but managing the forest to how it appears to the outside world. So you can prepare the forest and have it sent out upon humanity and consume them. Or it can be a forest that provides healing for everyone outside of it. And you kind of learn of how you were treated outside the forest while you're in the forest and you can make that decision. But there's so much um, character and folklore in every interaction that I'm like, this is the game about 
West Africa that I would like to see. You know what I mean? Like, this is where I see, mm-hmm. like, African myths and legends where we're not... Because that's the thing, like, to be clear, I don't necessarily want to be African Kratos. I don't. <laughs> I only whooping every... I don't want to be a black person whooping every I, black person. I do not. Right. Like, I, But that's the thing. Mm-hmm. Games are violent, right? I don't want to be a black person whooping black people's asses, if that makes sense. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't think, like, that's not what... That's not why I want to be here, you know? So mm-hmm. it's like if I was be a black person in a game about our legends and folklore, I almost would like to observe them naturally and just affect them as they go about their day. And it's like that game's value to me is like that. The game itself is very good, but I see it very clearly now what I would want our game to look like. And it has value there. But um, like on all the emotional stuff. Yeah, I do. Hmm? I, I would not want any, I would not want violence on our gods because they've gone through enough. Right. Yep. Right. Yep. So it's like the game and would be. I, a- I would like symbolism of the violence that they had gone through. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's like, and but I don't, I don't want to, I don't want more violence inflicted on and them. And that's what, and that's what, um, that's what Blacktail is about. You are, um, uh, uh, you are bothered by humanity and how you treat and how you point the forest back out at the people is governed by you. And that's interesting. Um, a lot of weird characters in the forest. My favorite bit is um, the uh, delivery person, the person who brings in packages and sends out things, is a roach with a captain's hat. He runs the navy vessel. Him and his um, him and his uh, crew of roaches, and um, I like it because who else would be able to properly navigate the sea safely than twenty roaches with hearts of gold, but but, but nerves of steel? If you think about it. And that type of stuff. No, no, uh, uh, roaches will survive anything. Right, and that's exactly what he talks about. That's why I call humans basically giant cockroaches. Yes, that's what he says. He says he's then you know, and you can talk to him in such a way, and he tells you all about how hard his living is, and how he's got it, and his boys have got it, and he's got it. Don't worry about it. It's great stuff like that. Phenomenal (laughs) game. It's all very alive. It's just like I said, it's a proof of concept for something else. So I get the two mixed up. Mm-hmm. so i have to play more of it um but most of this year was just me dominating dominated by my inner child running roughshod i didn't know my switch had almost the entirety of sega saturn sitting on it i didn't know <laughs> that i had every single i don't know if you guys remember electronic gaming monthly had that feature about what's in japan that you'll never be able to play without the most full-time job possible like not just <laughs> a job the most full-time job. The game is $175. If you can get the console, which is then $700 to play Japanese Neo Geo. And this game is $800. You have to sell all the drugs at an elite level to play this one game. Bright pictures of it. All those games are on Switch. Almost to the letter. $8 a pop, $9 a pop, $4, $14, $12. My inner child was like, let's do this. And I was like, you know what, little one? Let's. And this whole summer, <laughs> it's been shooting games, classic games, Cotton, Grandia, mm-hmm. um, all the gun nail, all these games I remember seeing, would never see. They're so cheap, I can't help it. And that's where my emotional, the emotional resonance all came from buying about <laughs> Maybe about 35 or 40 of these <laughs> games. No, not regret. So I don't know. So oh. What? 
I just remembered this summer I played Mass Effect for the first time because I never played the mm. originals. I only ever played Andromeda and I didn't understand why everybody was so angry because Andromeda was great. And then I played through like the original ones and I was like, oh, why would you do this at the end? Why <laughs> like why would we why would we suddenly just have three Choi Oh, you mean the ending of Mass Effect 3 where everybody lived in that penthouse, had a nice party, and then spent the rest of their time <laughs> I going to the was. <laughs> Listen, I, okay, I, str- Justin and Aaron stopped me in the middle of the game that I was playing at the time, and it was a good game. It was a, it was a very good game. They both stopped me in the middle of the game that I was playing. They teamed up sent me the mass the legendary edition mm-hmm. like the mass Effect legendary edition and told me i needed to play it so that i could talk so i could uh talk about it i streamed the whole thing there's like one part of mass there's mm-hmm. like one sme- segment of mass Effect Three i didn't stream and i actually feel bad about it because it was so it was actually one of the most moving ones it's if you do the whole shit with the on the krogan homeworld and you do it like um in a way where everything works out Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I was fucking livid on stream. <laughs> I mean, I'm just like for that ending. <laughs> I'm like, we have been through so much together. We have made so many choices. We have sacrificed, and this is what you have for me. This is what you did. Um, uh. I I just. I refused to end the game. I was playing it after Bacon, and I played Mass Effect 3 after. I was reminded of it watching Bacon stream, and I actually, I refused to play past the um, Citadel DLC where you have the party oh, wow. and everyone's just part, everyone's just chilling. I refused. Yeah, that is no, it was actually, the end of the it was game. actually funny because people were tuning into the stream specifically so they wouldn't replay it. Yes. Mm. Yeah. It is, it is, um, it is. I mean, I'm going to we're going to walk into the we're going to transfer to the things we didn't like, because the thing I don't like is how much fucking Mass Effect we get instead of how much fucking Dragon Age we should fucking get. <laughs> fucking Dragon Age is the best thing Bioware has ever done by several country miles. And yet we get so much Mass Effect. Mass Effect. I love Mass Effect. It is top heavy. It is hell. That, two, that second game, that second game is dragging its two brothers around. Especially has no talent. Third brother, absolutely fucking dragging the trilogy around. The UI in the third game is horrible. Yes, it's a deeply flawed game. Everything from the camera angle to the combat, it's deeply flawed and compared to the second game. And then the story is without the sheer momentum. The second, the second game had so much momentum. That we were gonna see it through to the end. It's a bad story. Mass Effect Three story was not good by itself in any the, meaningful the way, way. The way they generated the fights was bad. Yes, mm-hmm. you mean you mean having all the enemies all <laughs> all flood in from one doorway, eighteen door, oi, 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 burst in the door every time you had to fight a guy. They actually did go. Yeah. And then, and then it was unbalanced because then you started. You can getting... watch them literally spawn into real life. Yes. Like there'd be like, here's a door, and they'd like formlessly come out the door, like like like, um, you see it in some of the sci-fi shows where somebody is just like phasing through a space. Hmm. I'm just like, this is bad. 
this is bad and you all should feel bad. Right. It's just it's just powerful cutscenes and emotions held up by cotton candy. <laughs> and and then I we watch we just watched Dragon Age Absolution today. We finished it. Mm-hmm. And it's just always annoying that we've had how many years have we gotten hey, just for Oh, it's a Netflix cartoon about what happens between the Inquisition and whatever the new Dragon Age game is. It's in Deventer. Question. Do they show any of the heroes? No. No, it's just... Okay, it's, I can it's, watch it. It's about yeah, you can people. watch it. It's not about um, anyone that is a major character no. in Inquisition whatsoever. Um, it does follow this person who was part of the Inquisition, but you never actually see them um, in the game. And then there is also um, a reference to one of the characters in the game, but it is not a direct reference to that person. It is um, uh, harkens to their family, and I'm very interested in how they tie that in. Um, so, yeah. Okay, cool. Because mm-hmm. I am, I am, I am big on because Mass Effect and Dragon Age are such immersive. Experience. Oh, you can't do anything with the main characters because that's your main characters. Right. Like I've set right. up I've set so up I, my story. I, am, I I have a very hard time like doing any extra con like doing any of the extra Mass Effect or Dragon Age content. Mm-hmm. Because if like even if it's like on the cover work, if you break my immersion, I will break you. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, all of this is just like um you could imagine your character like riding by and reading this lore later and being like, oh, well, that's no good. And then continuing on his way. So it's very yeah. much, you know, the side missions you would send somebody on in Inquisition. Yeah. They have essentially six episodes about one of them. Yes. Right. Awesome. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's, it's nothing that w- it's nothing that made me go, "Ugh, why would you do that?" Right. Um and it's nothing where you have to see any of the main characters and go, "That's not what my precious Dorian would do." So, yeah. <laughs> you know, that's also very important. Yeah, so it's very it's very watchable, but that's my but also the fact that we are Dragon Age starved even though BioWare persists with everything but Dragon Age. We are, um, and I'm just I, am, uh, I, I I hate it. I, I I don't I want I want to see. They don't even have remix. Like that's mm-hmm. the thing. I I don't even. I'm not saying you should do new Dragon Age. I'm saying if they re if they redid the old two, that would be amazing. If they redid all three, that would be. I, phenomenal. I want a legendary edition of Dragon Age. Yes, I want, listen, right. that would be so phenomenal. I and and this is me and why when the new people. one. When the new one comes out, you guys aren't going to see me for several months because every time a new Dragon Age comes out, I play them all again. Not the new one, but I go all the way back to Origins and then back to Kirkwall and then play. And now I'll have to play Inquisition. And that game is so long. Guys. Uh, basically when they release the when they when they give like a general release date that's when I'm gonna play through all of them and mm-hmm. that way when the new one comes out I'm gonna right I've gotta I've gotta, gotta backlog it because it's like hundreds and hundreds of hours so that I can be ready to then play the new one with all of my story arc redone because I ha- it's very important to me that I have continuity that everybody that keeps saving the world is not a human I need that to uh, be a thing. N- no, my first one has to be a human. And there's a very specific reason for that. I could see it. 
I, I could see it. You probably already know the reason. I could <laughs> see it. Because we're talking about this. Yes. Because I have to marry Alistair. Because I Alistair mean, cannot be put with that bitch. And Alistair, <laughs> Alistair is a precious bean. And in my head, he should be married to Cullen. And I'm not going to elaborate as to why that is. But they just need to be over there. No, that fits actually <laughs> very well. Um, but because that's not a thing and because I'm married to Cullen later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. Uh, um, I always make the first one an elf. I'm always Dalish. First time. Um I think for the new one, I kind of want to play a canary if that's going to fit. Because actually the show has the cutest canary you've ever seen. She's adorable. She's a mage. Her face is not her face uh, is not stitched. She she makes all the faces and has every emotion. Every emotion. So watch it. It's so I cute. Am, I am. It depends on what they do because uh, we have an entirely new writing team oh, God. at Bioware. Oh, that's right. No, this is this could be a good thing. It could be. It but- could be a bad thing. Right. But so here's the thing: needed new writers, yes. just in general. But Anthem through through Andromeda and Anthem and basically the last shit that Bioware put out. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the old everybody who had worked there is gone. Yep. Not everybody, but like all of the big heads. Uh, so the experienced people. Um, that's why I'm concerned. Now, that's why I'm. Concerned. But that's why I'm not concerned because all of like the racism, the weird shit, that was all the writers who were gone. Everybody who knew all the backstory lore, though. Right, but they were also the ones who. The same people who did the backstory lore were also the exact same people who did the racist shit. Um, can't we just like keep them in boxes in the back and ask them relevant lore questions and then close the box again immediately to not let them actually write I... things? So, so again, <laughs> here and the company is now under new management. So it can go one of two directions. They, they could go more of the same, but, like, from, like, kind of, like, Mass Effect old st- like style, like, mm-hmm. Jade Empire same. Oh, Jade Empire. How we must yeah, never we mention you. <laughs> yeah. um, or we could do more of Andromeda, but better same. I would... Or we could do better, better, better. I want that, and I just, I am always so concerned when I don't know. I I am concerned because I want better, Mm -hmm. but not same. I Mm -hmm. don't want, I I adamantly do, the direction that they were going narratively with Andromeda is what I want. Mm -hmm. I want that, but further. Mm -hmm. Um, There was definitely some, like, white takes on colonialism that they didn't quite have the range for on that one. Right. They, they, they really tried. Well, they you know, really they always really try. Oh, no. I mean, they even <laughs> tried to address that part of it, but they just didn't quite have the range. And what mm-hmm. I do appreciate out of that is that you could be an asshole, but you can't be that kind of asshole. Right. You can't be the oil baron asshole. 
if that, like they specifically mm-hmm. prevent you from going the um extreme uh xenophobic uh white supremacist route that you can do in all the other mass effect games mm-hmm. you cannot do that in andromeda and right. people did not like that and i'm like mm. i mean good it's good that you don't like that I remember the big kerfluffle about it when it first came out was there were all these blogs about how hard it was to make a white person. And that's the funny shit. That it was very funny because I was like, oh, I never noticed because I didn't ever make a white person. So no, it, was, it was so funny that they had to add another way to make a white person. They later. did because you could not make a like just a vanilla white man immediately. You had to like move all these dials and controls because the you default, had to go to one of the Latino settings and then make a very light, light, light Latino. Yeah. Yes. So Jeffrey is making so many faces right now. What you're trying to tell me <laughs> you can make a You can make like a nigga because nigga. Because yes. they got a taste of what we go through. You're like, oh, how no, Oh, there, were, there were literally Reddit tutorials. There were Reddit tutorials on how to, on how make, to make a, a white person. person because it wasn't the default. And so the, so here's <laughs> here's how it did. There actually a was a way to make of the a white black person. experience. So, no, no. So what they did is there each each preset was actually a different race. Mm-hmm. And white oh, people God. are used to having access to all of the. So they would mm-hmm. try to go into one of the other presets oh. and it would be, oh, it's actually the Asian one. They're like, it looks, it doesn't look white. It looks Asian. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's like, well, that you're under the Asian preset. <laughs> and <then they> like, <laughs> there's like a Mexican preset, and they're like, it still doesn't look white. And I'm like, that well, would be see. the. So if like if you want the white preset, you have to go to the. If you want a white face, you have to go to the white preset. And they could not figure out that they had to the stay in their preset. own preset. Yeah, that that they had. Only yeah. one preset, and that they had limited options within that preset. Mm-hmm. It was amazing because everybody had the same limited options. Mm-hmm. They had like you, you had like ten to fifteen choices within like one preset, right? And you could do some fine tuning of the face. Yes, um, but white people weren't used to that because they only had the one, and they wanted all the options, but and were not was, allowed to have all the options. It was the funniest shit to me. I, I was, I'm still thinking it's funny. Mm. Yeah, but there were there were super long blog posts. People were really mad. This is not a proper gameplay experience. <laughs> it no, was also, so bad. So every single character in a position of power is either is uh not straight, not white, not human, um, <laughs> not male. Yeah. Like so the one, the one person, there's like one white dude who's in a position of power and he's very gay. Oh, super gay. He is super, he is super gay. Yeah. One, one, one white dude. Right. Mm-hmm. The, the white lady who's in a position of power is a white lady. Mm-hmm. The worst bit was um, all those articles about how Andromeda ain't half bad before the Legendary Edition came out. Um, and then were, after the Legendary Edition came yeah, out because yeah. everybody played through the Legendary Edition and, and then went and played Andromeda. Andromeda. And they were like, oh, this Andromeda game ain't half bad. I don't know why everybody hated it. Like, you sons of bitches. Mm-hmm. 
Aaron and I were angry. Mm-hmm. That's, I'm still mad. I'm never going to get over that. I'm nev- I will never. Yeah. I mean, Bioware got so much backlash. They The backlash killed the sequel. It did. Like, they were planning a su- like an, an Andromeda sequel follow-on to this, and there was so much pushback that they shelved it. They shelved it. Also, also, like, all of, like, the incel MRA-type dudes got relegated to the bad backwater, because there's two backwater planets. They got relegated to the bad backwater planet, mm-hmm. and part of the issue in their behavior and their, their like, super aggression and bringing out, like, the worst of their behaviors was that they were drinking the water and there was stuff affecting their brain. Yeah, so if you were acting, you know, super problematic, it was because you were poisoned from the water. And, but it was like, it was like, it wasn't like changing like their thoughts or anything. It no. was just making them act out on mm-hmm. like their internal thoughts. Mm-hmm. And really... then the people who were thriving on that same planet were the Krogan. Yep. Everyone was very, very, very angry. I believe the it, DLC was turned into two novels. If I remember, the actual intended DLC story was turned into two books. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, mm-hmm. it like it does. It didn't. It the the. I think the way they left the books was that it still would be able to lead in into if they ever did like a game, another game. Right. But right, but they. The actual game itself that they were planning the additional content did not because it were, they were so, so mad and so loud about it. And so for them to come on after, you know, like Legendary Edition and go, actually, this wasn't bad. <laughs> it's just. Mm. yeah. Also, the next I have to also reiterate the next Mass Effect game still does not have a name to it. So no. stop calling it Mass Effect 4 or 5 or whatever. There's no name to it. No, there's nothing. There's no name. There's no additional information. It's just in development. We don't know anything. Stop guessing. You're wrong. I like calling it. <laughs> I like calling it um, Mass Effect Championship Edition, but that's just me. Just as an old, old game, I just like calling it Super Turbo. So what are you talking about? <laughs> like, yeah, Super Turbo, Mass Effect Super Turbo Championship Edition. That one, new one. Yeah. All right. You guys kind of stepped in with what you don't like. Wait, wait, no, 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 no! I didn't talk about what I don't. Yeah, know. no, no, we didn't get our professional <laughs> tour. I'm, we're not, uh, we're not, we're not done. I was literally setting the floor for Jeffrey. You guys stepped in front with how much you're tired no, of this fine. shit. That's fine. So now, right. please, you're the professional. Hatwa, the hatwa, hatwa, There was, a, there was a, a lot of stuff I, I, I didn't particularly like, but um, I'll focus on one thing. One thing that, and this is more of like a just an online discourse thing that I just get tired of seeing every time it comes up. But um, CC Jang wrote a really good article about, wrote two really good articles following the comments that were made about like Final Fantasy 16 and its exclusion. And that that's the word I'm gonna use. It's exclusion of like <laughs> black and brown characters. Um Sorry, I'm the still first angry. is that the first one is that they wrote uh 
you know, the reason why there aren't black and brown people is not good. And the second is that we, we can't keep, um, like infant in, in what's the word? Infant, uh, infantilization of infantilizing, infantilizing. Thank you. Of, uh, of RPGs. Like we can't do that. So basically what they were arguing is that we can't sit here and hear these words from like a producer from a big um uh publisher company like square enix that has all these resources if they're out uh, like the the literal example that that was used is like if you're able to have all these resources to go to go out on um location and you know, do all these things like, and we've read interviews where they do this. Like a lot of companies do this that that have the ability to go out, you know, location to like get these inspirations and yada 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 for all their games. Do all this research and stuff that you can clearly see in the end product, and it looks great. Um, and I'm going to use um, an interview I read on um, Anime um, News Network where they spoke with a researcher and they asked them so. The reason that was explained is because they're, they're quote-unquote, aren't people of color. And before I continue, let me preface this, is that, yes, you can look at these games and you can either consider these characters are just either Japanese people in fantasy settings or, or you know, or you can consider them white people seem to think well, I'm not really arguing either. Well, my, be, my, my larger point, my larger point is this. Go ahead. Go ahead. Before I, I was about to say, because uh, because we've had this conversation mostly in the discord a lot. It's actually coded like there's actually like a, like it's, it's actually very coded within mm. um, the game, whether they're Japanese or not. Right. White people don't pick up on that code. Uh, in a lot of the, in a lot of like some of them, like, especially like Final Fantasy series, a lot of them are not Japanese coded. Right. Um, right. And there's also like in Japanese language, like when they're referring to certain characters, like there, there's different, there's different um, styles that they use specifically for this is a Japanese person versus mm -hmm. this is not a Japanese person. Right. Because that's Japan. <laughs> right. No. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And. and and like in, ahead, in square eating games in particular, and these ones, there's a lot of uh no, it's just a fucking white person. <laughs> right. And um and and the point I'm trying to make is that we 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 can't when we see something, it's obvious. So let's not treat these people like they were just born yesterday. That that's my whole point. And what I don't like is that there are a lot of people who who really think and you you can't possibly think that someone who lives in another country that has all these resources where there are despite the fact that they may be part of a population that 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 is the majority even though there are immigrants in the country from different places that look different and just the world globally because people see people look different that it's um you know, you have this product and you're making excuses for that. You, you you can't be doing that. Like, I'm tired of seeing people try to, like, do mental gymnastics and fall flat on their face to explain that. Like, be for real. You know what I'm saying? Like, what really pisses me off, not not only, like, and this is, like, the weird intersection of me being black and a journalist in my job, is that when you see something, yes, you can play the game. Like, let's be for real. That game's going to sell millions. You know what I'm saying? We gonna see, It's going to win a whole bunch of awards for music, characters, writing, 
And I'm going to roll my eyes at every single thing because I'm not with it due to the fact that there are no characters I look like. Nobody on this no, <laughs> podcast. It, it just, you feel it's me? especially annoying to me because, like, the artwork that this game is built off. Like, Amano's artwork, right? Amano is obsessed specifically with Moorish design. Like, the Moors lived around, like, their Muslim... Dark, very dark Muslim people that live like around Sicily, uh, the like the peninsula, like all in that part of Europe. They they are, and it wasn't like a small number of them. And a lot of the designs, like all the outfit designs through all of the fucking games, Amano has is like heavily inspired off of Moorish design in Europe specifically. Like right. it's not just like it's not just like uh, random Arab designs. Like it's 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 like the Moorish designs. Those are the Moors existed in Europe. Also, like North Africans were in Europe. Uh, uh, like the the Nordic uh, Germanic Viking folks. Like trying to try to. I can't think of the exact specific name right now. Uh, forgive my brain. But they would, you know, guess what they would do? They would go out, grab people, bring back people, marry people, and had a whole lot of colors in their groups because they didn't really care about they didn't really care about it like like that way. Right. <laughs> like it was mm-hmm. very, very mixed, very mixed groups. There right. there wasn't there this whole like white pure ethno Europe never existed. Yeah. <laughs> No. And to and they know that the writers, the artists, the like they all know that. Right. And to to Bacon's point, and going back to the interview that I read, and and I do suggest that you know um people look for that that interview. Um, so mad at Yoshida. So mad. It, the researcher flatly said, "I don't know what research, like." this dude is referring to as an inspiration for this but text literally shows you and research which i do as a profession shows you that you know there were folks of color in medieval europe if you're using that as an excuse now that's one thing on 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 that conversation game creators can create whatever they want they can excuse whatever they want what what i always ask people is that do you necessarily have to buy that though the answer is no you you know you could still have fun with the game, but whatever whatever excuse is given for the exclusion of something, and I'm not saying that this makes you evil. It's like let's be for real. Your other Final Fantasy game literally has a black man there. Let's sit on Actually, that for a second. Hmm? Or, wait, which Final Fantasy game? I'm talking about like um FF7. Like oh, yeah, FF7 right? Barrett. Oh god. Right, right. Like let's be for real. He's not white, so. Yeah, there's one in ten too. You know, there's also one in ten. Mm-hmm. Right. There's also one in thirteen. Mm-hmm. And he has an afro. Yeah. By the way, uh, which Titus, Jeffrey hates, Titus, but it is an actual afro. He is, yeah. It, it's actually a real <laughs> style know, afro too. It's actually a real I... style one. Hater, professional hater. 
Yes, the savages. Are. I mean, now, they could at least. Feel, now, I did feel about a way about the baby chocobo hanging out in his afro. Like, but we're I not going to discuss it was, that. It's a baby it chocobo. Was, it was it's adorable, and that's it. The feelings, because I'm like cute baby chocobo, and they did not put that baby chocobo in that nigga's hair. Yeah. I mean, we're um, just gonna we're gonna pretend that that is you know like a sorry. chocobo also, plushie. I would like to he, isn't it, isn't that the isn't that the fellow with the cutest black baby in the history of all gaming though? Yes, yes. that's yes, that's yes. Please continue. Yes. Um, back back to my my yeah. I I just really re- really 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 didn't like because people. I know this is more of an online thing, but obviously, like even offline people probably really assume or like they just let these things pass by and it's always weird not weird but i'm gonna be for real and it, it, it's always odd to me that i see when i see um black and brown folks uh that are that are writers and creators always kind of have to do that thing where they're explaining no this is weird because of xyz and let's be for real it is weird and then people will defend why you're watching an entire cast that has more in common with a sheet of paper than yourself when you look in a mirror and that's okay like i understand there's all different kinds of media and i'm not not saying anything or whatever like i'll i'll be someone and I'll, i'll be honest with it like i do always find it funny when i see very um what's the word monochromatic uh, media because to me that's funny it's like how are you doing that in this day and age but it still keeps happening like these conversations keep happening for a reason because people keep doing it. if we don't put them to the fire you know even though the ign interview just asked that question very just it was just like hey what's up with that you get a word salad that doesn't explain anything like that that literally reads like stuff we've through, all seen it went before. through like every racist trope of excuse i was like yoshida buddy and he knows better that's like like the people especially want to infantilize like yoshida like no he actually knows better i like i as an avid final fantasy 14 player i am literally on i i watch every every fan fest i watch every fucking live letter for my game and like the letter like the letter to the producers like the man knows better like Mm. he he knows right he fucking knows so you know again my, my my larger point is that when stuff like this like shows up you know just just have the conversation for real like don't 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 emphasize it like it's the reason like and even though this is like a different team or whatever it's kind of how like online people will keep making fun of like genshin impact for literally not having anyone darker than a paper bag and you know one of the best one right and one of the (laughs) yeah yeah yeah, it does one of like the best like criticisms i saw was someone was like well clearly they're making these characters based off what they consider quote unquote desirable or whatever the case may be. And you know, the cast as is speaks for itself when it comes in that arena, even though regions are based on quote unquote, well, not quote unquote, they're legit based off of like real world um, regions that have people who look like us who are on this podcast right now. So it's head tilt, you know, but, but I, I don't, I don't want to poo poo that. Like, again, 
I'm a poo-poo it. These games are games being played by people. That's fine. That's fun for y'all. They do great. They're going to sell gangbusters, as they always do. FS16 is going to do what it does. And we're going to see people like, wow, this is great, and whatever. And my my and, and what's funny to me is that and Bacon brought up a good point one time. You know, yeah, you can play these games, um, you know, um, because, I, you know, sometimes it's just like, well, I wouldn't have anything else to play. And that's understandable. But for me, it's just like sometimes it's like I'll look at something and I'm just like, no, nah, I'm OK, because um, I'm going to just put my energy somewhere else, you know. Um, and oh, no, no, no. And, and, I was about to say, with my criteria on yeah. games. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I wouldn't have anything to play. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. I feel you. No, I feel you. But FS16, like, from what we've seen, know. whatever, it's like, it ain't clearing none of your criteria, right? Because... No, it's not. No, that's how bad that one is. Um, I still haven't seen about, like, the combat thing, but I have a feeling. So one of the things that they've been doing lately with the game, so it's been really annoying me, is, and they did finally... Uh, they did, I think, patch it in later with the Origins game with fucking. Um, uh, uh, oh, you talking about Stranger Paradise? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Stranger yeah, Paradise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, both when the game came out, you could only control Jack mm -hmm. unless you were playing multiplayer. You couldn't control anybody else in the party. But it was mm -hmm. months before they made it so that like you can control any of the other party members. I don't want to play as fucking Jack. Mm -hmm. Do I look like a person who would want to play as Jack? Do I look like I, I would play? It's weird to me bad. that um, Garland is question mark canonically a thirty year old white man. I'm like, listen, listen. I mean, I was leaning black in my chair, like would have. I mean, he huh? could be. He could be on some Carrie Lake shit. Mm. <laughs> I ain't gonna touch that. Anyway, no, we're not gonna touch that as a community on the podcast. No, we're not. We're gonna keep the conversation moving. No, no, no. Sorry. Uh, for those who don't know, like, uh, there was a beautiful Twitter thread. It was the funniest <laughs> Twitter thread I ever saw. And it was like, it, it was like, now that the Arizona governor election was over, they're like, we can say this. She has to know, right? She has to know. Like, Carrie Lake has to know. Like, we know. But does she know? <laughs> I ain't invited her to the cookout. She ain't getting no place with me. No, 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 no. She's not invited at all. Like 100 percent. Like no, there's no way. But there's definitely the she's got to know, right? Like, like what what she's like because what she's saying doesn't match with what she is. I'm like, she's got to know. And you know that's funny. That shit was funny as fuck though. <laughs> no, it was hilarious. It was hilarious. Like I'm not even gonna lie. But yeah, but but we're going back to my point. It's just like, you know, and I personally don't care what people think about how I think about these things on the internet, whatever. I'ma make fun. You know what I'm saying? Like I see that, I'm like, so y'all for real made this whole game <laughs> where people just turn into monsters. I think I even tweeted that. I'm like giant monsters, dragons, magic. No black or brown people got it. Check, 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 baby. That's a triple A RPG. Like, I even said that. I'm gonna keep on making fun, you know what I'm saying? And what's funny is, despite me being a hater about these things, I'm gonna still play Forspoken just to see if they can stick the landing with a game. With let's be honest, I, do, I can't remember the last time I screened this game started. Oh, oh, 
or black woman? Never. I honestly can't. Oh, no, okay. No, no, no. Well, hey, y'all heard no, it from I, the I can tell you, it's never. No. Y'all no. heard it from an expert. No, there there are out of like two A and triple A games, there's like Um, I don't think I am. Like, uh, you, you mean right like now. you mean like, like two you mean RPGs or games women? in general? Just games. In yeah. General. No, 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 no. I mean, I just are like you're talking about AAA RPGs or AAA games in general? Because yes. Oh, it's not. I'm talking about like Square Enix. Oh, Square yeah. Enix, not Square. Like, no, yeah. God, fuck no, hell no. Yeah, right. No, no. Right. Yeah, no, no. Okay. And out of out of games in general, like two, I'm including two A. Out of two A and AAA games in general, like I can only remember the Black Flag and not Square Enix, just in general, everybody. I can remember Black Flag and now Forspoken. Um, um, uh, I not. don't know if the second. They, they no, won't. I don't think it's come out yet. But what the fuck is that game? It's Octopath Traveler. That no, no. Starred black women. Octopath doesn't star anybody. No. Octopath. Octopath has a has a has a crew of people, and each of them shares ah, spotlight. Mm-hmm. Um, because you you pick a starting character, but you go through all of the characters' stories, and mm. each. Whoever you're, you can swap out who the leader of the party is, and that replaces the person who walks across the thing. It's not a, it's not a one character viewpoint. Oh, okay, okay. okay yeah, okay. it's never a one character viewpoint on that game. Um, where was that? What, what was it that was? Going? But yeah, you know. So I'm gonna see, and, it, and it's and it's huh? I said that's sorry. That's actually why I play it because Octopath Trap. Like my my one exception for I don't play games that star male characters is if it's a game where it's not told like the viewpoint is different mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because it's yep. not a singular viewpoint mm-hmm. right. for sure so small exception yeah um what i was going to say is like next year is going to be and just to finish off my point um obviously i'm for where games just have characters who are queer and black or brown disabled please because that's just real life like and like um i think someone says like like we we don't need to do all the mental gymnastics about history and blah 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 be fucking for real you have magic you have dragons your 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 imagining of your world just clearly included one thing only so to my point um next year is going to be interesting because in january in the middle of January, we're gonna have Four Spoken, and then in the summer, FF16 is gonna come out, and that's funny because one game clearly <laughs> contradicts okay. the other in a point. I am, funny. as as a, a loud light skin, I am required by law to play Four Spoken. I thought we were all playing Four Spoken as a community. I, I mean, I assumed. Right. I mean, yeah. I'm not. I'm not gonna make the assumption because there are dudes who will not play. Oh, because they're dudes. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, they can go kick rocks <laughs> because her character's not sexualized. Easy. Yeah, not at all. No, not uh, not at all. Like this isn't this is not a male gaze game with a right. with a female lead, and you know how some of them niggas are. Right. So That's... remember, the community is also not a monolith. I'm yeah. still trying to convince people. I'm still trying to tell people why. Yes, playing Hogwarts Legacy is wrong. And terrible. Ooh. 
I mean, if y'all we can didn't... have me on a pot if y'all want to <laughs> drag that through the. <laughs> yeah. I mean, oh, no, that's want... gonna be no, no, no. My plan for the new year is to drag that game through the mud because I'm not mm. playing it. But we can drag everybody through the mud. That is my goal. Mm. We're gonna we're gonna apply pressure, um, because I think the last statement we made was that people see you, but mm-hmm. we can apply further pressure because we should. Because... I mean, universal dislike. Can we get a hashtag for the universal dislike? of the choice of playing that game in particular and then just make it listen i am i am a huge advocate of everybody has their hard limits but like i'm telling like this this is one of those where this uh, is across a line a very specific line yeah this this crosses she literally went on twitter and was just like like this is profits for me so i'm gonna keep going like like Mm -hmm. it, it, it it crosses a hard line it does it does. It's on the other side of the hard line um, and a line that should be bright and bold to um, pretty much anybody that considers themselves a decent person in favor of, you know, general equality and not just trans rights issues, but just people being people. Yeah, because um, that's uh, a, that's yeah, that's really bad. That's a yeah, she's universal also racist dislike. and anti-Semitic. So yes. she can go fuck herself. Yes. I just oh. hope. People just make a, a very loud. Uh, I, I I know that they will. That they'll make a very loud stink about it and just make um, other people uncomfortable. And it may or may not need to be reported. And I may or may not question mark. Maybe have to write something about it. I don't know. Who knows? Who knows what the future holds? <laughs> anyway, that's nothing to necessarily do with me, but just to see <laughs> how things happen. I mean, things got to reach a certain point. They got to get somewhere for me to be like, hmm. I mean, if you need quotes, I'm I'm full of them. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, we'll see. We'll see, you know. But, like, that's the whole thing. I'm a, if I need to be summoned by y'all and I see the bad signal, I'll be like, oh, well, okay. Let me just. The hater symbol. The hater symbol. Yeah. You know, yeah, I was like, it's time for hate. All right, I'm my <laughs> okay. Hater, hater. No. I mean, I don't. I, I'm not yeah. gonna lie. It's a gag, but I always find it funny that that's considered hating. I'm like, you really can't end this. And it is, I consider this the golden age of media, insofar as most things aren't bad. So that means you have so many options that you really don't have to marry anything. So the idea that like you are glommed on to something. Because you this weird like the like people who take and consume media they operate from a position of starvation that is not true like they're just actively ignoring the rest of the supermarket and it's very strange to see mm-hmm. that like most yeah. things yep. aren't bad that's what I'm saying most shows aren't bad most games aren't bad most movies aren't bad um, you can move on if you see something you don't like like Hogwarts Legacy is not going to be the greatest game ever made. It is going to be a genre piece in mm-hmm. a world of genre pieces mm-hmm. as we have perfected the genre piece as a civilization in this moment, in this window of time. We have perfected the genre piece. I mean, there will be a lot of options. Right. Um, and even with the Final Fantasy thing, I realized that Final Fantasy shine had kind of worn off for me when I got like, you know, whatever edition, like Final Fantasy boy band goes um, west is that 15 i don't know no, but i could not even oh, finish yeah, no. i could not even finish their road trip in nevada and so i was like oh maybe this is not for me anymore and so I yeah that's just, kind of <laughs> just, i uh 
I looked at it and I read because they were they they got they got a lot of questions on like why there weren't any like female characters and um the responses were not any better than Yoshida's. Mm-hmm. Um and after those interviews, I made my decision I just wasn't playing those games. And then the pictures came out of Sid. And I was like, this game can go fuck itself. I don't like I, mean, I don't care about like I mean, and I know that it did go some through some like really good narrative stuff, especially like about like um it it definitely had some dudes in their feels, but I was also just like it, it felt it still felt gross. Mm. I mean what they that did make sense? what they did with like, Sid the, was that was like the, the objectification. It was it was the it was the the public thoughts that they said that they had going into the game is what made it feel gross. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. So like it was just like if they had stated like we are we want to create a game like specifically on relate like uh like male like men like relationships between men and have like be able to have men be vulnerable with each other that would have been different mm-hmm. that's not what they said no like like literally one of the creators literally said that they felt that um it was going to be fine because uh women would w- women would be able to identify with the characters better because they won't be comparing themselves with the characters And here's the thing. So sometimes like, people I... say things that let you know that they haven't took or understood anything about gender studies. So anyway. Yeah. And here's like here's my big bold confession. I normally identify better with male characters. Anyway. Um, this game did not do it. This game was not it. Yeah. They they were they were and they were talking about like they wouldn't have to like like appearance wise like compare their appearance to that of the character so they'd have an easier time. And I'm like like that's not one no that's not two that's also not how you do that that's not a thing we're going to just collectively agree that's not a thing and yeah so i guess my naive hope is that as these games get brought out that have these very narrow limited viewpoints and experiences that cannot resonate um, that people just go, oh, that's not for me, and continue to turn to this great slate of double A games where we do find places that we identify, and capitalism goes, hey, there's there's money over there, and that gets more options and opportunities because the narrow-minded people that are in charge of making these choices are not going to stop making these choices until the money stops happening. Bottom line. Well, the interesting thing is, is that all of the non-Final Fantasy, high fantasy games are doing all the things that I want. Mm -hmm. Like, I've been divesting into the rest of Square Enix games and rest of like, I'm like, I have, I'm like moving away from Final Fantasy and moving into all of their other shit because all their other shit is hitting all the notes I want. Like the fact that they put non-binary as like an option in Harvestella, and mm-hmm. then you have the option of either voice, mm-hmm. like because there's two voices, and they're just like, do you want voice one or voice two? There's no gender on the voices, like there's no gender to the voices. Mm-hmm. So I actually chose the like the, I, I don't know how else to say this, like the male model, and then with the female voice. 
And it's actually been like gender euphoric. It's been really great. Like running around and like mm-hmm. with this character. Mm-hmm. And again, because of the body language in the game, um, the body language has been really great. So like there's a lot of like poses and stuff that like like on the male model that like are kind of like more kind of like femme-esque poses. Like it does it does positions on both. Mm-hmm. So the model like the model and like the body language on the model is also very nice. Um, I so recall... I'm like all over in a rest of Square Enix. I'm just like ah, kind of like I don't really give a fuck about Final Fantasy right now. I'm kind of like what's going on with Octopath Traveler two going on? I want to want to want to see what's going on over there. I think there was an interview with um, Harvest Stella where the producer well someone in charge said something to the effect of. Uh... You know, they included, um, they, they were more, um, cognizant of, um, of, like, gender options in the game because they wanted to be more inclusive. Like, I saw that, I read that, and I'm like, okay, I feel you. People appreciate that. So, what's going on over there, though? (laughs) (laughs) Right. What is going on over there? What is happening? (laughs) Yeah, so that's where I'm like, I'm serious. I'm serious, sitting here going like, like Final Fantasy 16 might just be like the last Final Fantasy. Like, I, I it don't might really... actually be the Final Fantasy. We might have actually hit the end of the road, guys. Yeah, like I don't, I don't actually like. I don't, I don't think we're ever getting the cash count. Like, we don't think Final Fantasy is ever over. But I think like, like my paying attention to even when it comes out, I think that's it. Yeah, I mean, I'm not like, even paying attention to when this one comes out. And even if they make additional ones, I feel like. This might be where some of the hype dies because like the real hype, like there are people that will like hop out of the bushes and squeal and like drag you off if you mention it out loud or like Final Fantasy 7 and 8. Like those fans are still rabid. You can't just like you can go right now and whisper Sephiroth into the breeze and they will just descend upon you and carry you into the sky. Um, And a lot of those people that I know that are like, my age, 30s, 40s, that general area. Um, most of them are not that enthused with the new stuff that I've seen. I'm I'm really I'm really not. Like in like even the a lot of the younger folks aren't as enthused either. Mm-mm. You know, because like why why would you you know, thinking logically, why would you be enthused with that? Especially if media now, even though it's not like super even though it's far from being saturated like more media is like openly queer you you have um different kind of stories being told by different kind of um folks from different margins and stuff like that like you can hop on like netflix and hbo and you can find like queer stories with with different kind of folks or whatever why would you spend like why would why would someone have the thought of oh let me spend 70 dollars on this game that doesn't even acknowledge that you know what i'm saying to back up the point like mm-hmm. why would you mm-hmm. if more media is like doing stuff like that other things are way more interesting i mean right. when you tell the same story with the same kind of protagonist in the same way for 15 I, I 20 need, years i need better placeholders like i understand mm-hmm. part of like having mm-hmm. like a, a nondescript like like kind of emotionless etc character lets you like insert yourself better 
but other games and even novels have like made it so it works better like yeah please design a better placeholder character and you might just not if you're abandoning the placeholder character then just fully like you need to fully commit Mm -hmm. you need to either abandon the placeholder character or which which is what they did in 12 12 didn't have a face uh, uh, a placeholder character right 12 told the story of of one character through another character mm-hmm. but like like the protagonist of Final Fantasy 12 is actually Ash but it's told through the story of Vaughn who's a child going through war mm-hmm. um like i thought that was really clever it was very good it's one of and it actually that game aged very well. Um but uh like either embrace the placeholder character and like remember that you need to design it differently each game mm-hmm. or stop embracing the placeholder character. Like just go like just be like, no, this is a character with like thoughts, motivations, feelings, things. But like you can't you can't just like do the exact same model every time. Because, like, the rest of the story writing's pretty good. But the characters are falling flat. That's kind of an issue when you have, like, a 100-hour game. Yeah. Like, if you're going to put hundreds of hours into a game, you have to create people that other people want to hang out with. Just yeah. bottom line. Like, that's like that's why you're there. You're hanging out with these characters and learning about them and learning about their story and learning about their world. And, you know, as somebody who likes to immerse myself in that kind of stuff, um, if I'm bored, you've done a terrible job because you will not find a person more willing to put up with, like, a superficial layer of bullshit to find the story underneath than me. And so... Oh, no, me here. Me too. Right, right. No, I'm here. Right. (laughs) Right. But, like, trying... Trying to make a non-existent character character... In 2022, heading into 2023, is such a boring choice. Like, I'm not even going to say, oh, this is a bad choice. This is just a boring choice. You have so many options. You have so many different flavors of options. You have so many things that you could be doing. And what you chose to do was unsalted, unseasoned, lukewarm mashed potatoes. And... I deserve better. We deserve better. Uh, I think this is why I'm excited for the next Octopath game because I'm like, oh, I saw it. I I was like, oh, I gotta replay the first one because I think I got lost in the middle. So now I gotta, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh no, no, yeah, no, definitely, 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 yes. <laughs> no, I'm and I'm here. I'm I'm here for it. I that's like it's what I really love the the style that they did with Octopath of having like a variety of different characters. And mm-hmm. then like each character is central specifically to their chapters, mm-hmm. but they still interact with the world around them. They have like some characters are one dimensional because let's be honest, some people are actually one dimensional people. We uh-huh. all know them. <laughs> and then some people have like, like, very in depth, like are very complex people with like a lot of different, lot of different stuff going on, and both is fine. But like having like 
having all of them in one space was really great. And then like using the side quests to world build, I think is a really great strategy. Yeah, I could agree with that. I was going to say, but do we really want to hang out on epic adventures with the one dimensional people? But sometimes you do. Sometimes you just need the guy that's going to drink his beer and headbutt the guy next to you because you can rely on him. I'm like, you can rely on him. I'm like, actually, yes. Right. Yes, I do because they're great. Yes, like you can, you can, you can set your watch to those people in a game, and that's important. So you know. Also, I, they would also in Octopath One they would add like little flavor text, like whenever like because you could you could like um, bargain with people, mm-hmm. so there'd be like or steal people, steal from people. And there'd be little that. micro stories. Yeah, there would be micro stories in that thing. Mm-hmm. So like there'd be two dogs, right? And the two dogs both had names, and you could steal from both dogs. But, like, each dog that you could, like, steal from had, like, a little story with them. It was very cute. It was. And it's just, like, that level of detail makes the world feel more full. Mm-hmm. That's true. Like, all That's these little true. micro stories. This is my new kick going forward in RPGs of micro stories. I mean... That's the, that's the best way to tell stories. I mean, yeah. if... Netflix and Disney and Hulu or any indication we had to be we had to grow into it which is why like we have like took issue with things like Dragon Age 2 which was like a micro and a very important micro story in the grand scheme of things that got ripped apart because we were not mentally prepared to deal with a micro story um it's and there were micro stories within the micro story it was so good yes we weren't we weren't prepared for now we're all about micro stories we're all ready to watch 13 episodes when things are like as people yelling at like somebody was yelling about the witcher aside from the racist they're like it's only four episodes and i'm like oh look at you looking for 13 episodes now look at you niggas listen they were trying to 11 or 13 episodes i'm so hyped Right. <laughs> Listen, that that particular story I think was outrunning Netflix's season two cancellation oh. that was inbound most definitely before they could finish the I, story. I feel like they just hopped into a dead sprint. I feel like I feel like Netflix execs are like Agent Smith, just kind of looming around your production and then they just start walking forward. <laughs> and at some point your show and your story needs to be wrapped the fuck up before they descend on your set or you just won't have a set and there's no more show. So a lot of shows, like I watch Netflix shows. They're getting tighter and tighter. Dragon right. Age was six 30-minute episodes. They got that shit in, and they were out before the agents even kicked open the door to cancel the program. Right. So, yeah, I mean, it just, it, it's unfortunate. But, like, now we are here for micro. Now we are here for the smaller stories. And I think it's always been the best way to tell stories. Now we're all on board, finally. We're finally here. Listen, it works. Especially works as, like, additions to the bigger story arc when there's... Like, now we live in a world where there's a video game, and also there's a movie, and also there's a novel, and maybe there's a YouTube series, and maybe there are, like, manga or whatever, and you can get as deep into the lore as you would like to be, or skim along the surface, but either way, you're having a good time. I think I think that's always been there. I just think we're at the point now where we don't complain about it. <laughs> we used to use I've been playing games with novels and cartoons attached, and when... Um, uh, I think this is what happened to Halo. Halo, when they rebooted it, when 343 Studios took over after Halo 3, Halo 4 and 5 were centered almost entirely from the world of the novels. And none of those niggas read. And they were <laughs> fucking furious. Halo 4 and 5 got ripped apart. And everyone was like, who is this? Who is that? Why are they? What are they saying? What is this? Why do their suits look like that? Why is this nigga making those noises? 
all that shit was from about 15 novels over 15 years that they ignored because they don't read. Because again, this is if they did that again now, niggas are ready to read. You got the audiobooks going, people got the audible accounts, they're ready. They will use that trial, they will knock out those Halo books while they're lifting weights or whatever. But five, six years ago, absolutely fucking not. So like I think we're just ready for stories to be like a, across a range of media. And we just absolutely fucking hated it. We we set that shit on fire. Whenever a story stepped out of the medium we were looking at, we 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 picked up pitchforks, <laughs> killed that shit in broad daylight in the Times Square, in Town Square, every time. So yeah, this stuff always existed. We're just we're just better at processing. We're just more willing to and better at processing some of this story information. And uh, man, we had to. We, 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 it was ugly. That was an ugly journey we went on, boy. God, we hate reading. God damn, we hate reading. Shit. Please read. <laughs> I mean, audiobooks read count. Read more. Audiobooks count. Audiobooks do count. They if count. You can do it. Get them from your local they library for free. I, I, please read, I beg. Listen, <laughs> I, oh my God. But I have, so. Uh, I, I talk about my I haven't actually talked about my disability like too much on the podcast. It's more like literally everywhere else because like I'm that kind of person. But like I got chronic fatigue syndrome, not from COVID because <laughs> I as far as I know, I haven't caught COVID yet. Mm. Um, but um, uh, my brain just does not work. Like it just does not work the way like the like the brain fog is so bad. So like sometimes I'm sitting here like I'm trying to read and I'm like between the ADHD and the brain fog and I'm like I'm like sure yeah there's words, um <laughs> there's words on a on a screen there's 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 some happening there like whole sentences will just not exist. Uh, so I have had to lean heavily on audiobooks and also screen readers mm-hmm. or um. The the read aloud in my in Win, in uh, Windows Edge is very good, and mm-hmm. you can open PDFs up in it, and it'll just read the fucking PDF. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, that's been a fucking lifesaver, especially going through school. And this is like, like I I need I need both a text version and an audio version because mm-hmm. I don't know which way my which way my brain is gonna work at any given time. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I have to stop halfway through the audio and like start doing the decks and sometimes I need both simultaneously mm-hmm. and it's like however you need to do it is valid and if anybody says anything they're being highly ableist I mean yes, like more, super more ableist everybody uh, should absolutely. everybody should be able to enjoy their media in the way that allows them to enjoy it and anything less than that is being exclusionary and for no reason because why Nobody is forcing anyone to listen to an audiobook. Nobody is forcing anybody to read anything in text. You do the thing that you like doing. Mind your business. Keep it moving. And then everybody gets to have the thing. It's not like it gets encoded in your brain in some different way. And even if it does, how are you going to get in there to find out? Chill. (laughs) I feel like I feel like we're winding down. So I'm going to ask if anyone has anything that is uh, pressing, anything 
you like they might not see something you might not have gotten to because it's just a lot of niggas talking. So, I mean, that's what I expected with this show. By the way, <laughs> I was uh, recording the screen with through Streamlabs. I know I still use Streamlabs. I fucking hate OBS, but they're not getting any money from me anymore. Um, and, listen, I just need an OBS that you, has a really good intuitive user interface. Oh, that sounds And there like... just isn't one. Yeah. There just isn't one right now. And, like, folks really need to get on it. Because yeah. what, what's out right now, like, the only one right now is just Streamlabs. But I have made it so Streamlabs gets none of my money. <laughs> and I use every other fucking tool on the planet to do everything else. But I do use this for just video recording. I mean, that's fair. <laughs> so, okay, go on our Patreon. I mean, if you'd like to support Bacon's attempts to completely screw over Streamlabs while providing quality video content, you should, in fact, join the Patreon. Please. Patreon. Help. I need money and a new microphone. Patreon.com backslash on Fridays unless Bacon needs a new microphone. So. All right. Is um is everyone? Oh, I don't like when you did that. Okay, thank you. Um, <laughs> so, um, media is a fun thing. It can also be something that pisses you off. Mm-hmm. Um, both can be true at the same time. Um, other times it, it could just be, you know, it could just be you logging in and doing whatever. Um, the the point I always want to uh well there's a there's a few points but I'll keep it short but like the thing I always want to remind people is that when you're watching or playing something your brain's not shut off and you're obviously thinking things for a reason like please lean into that please please mm-hmm. there's a reason why like your character um like they're expressing their gender the way they are in their speech or their body language and other characters are picking on up oh they're like oh word you know but they, they may not be saying it directly you know there, there's reasons why stories are written like that there may be also reasons why a story may may possibly you know star a a mask presenting person but the story might just be a front where it's actually about this femme person there are feudals. Don't be angry about that. There's a reason why stuff like that happens. Anyway, long story short, just please pick up on things. Have fun. It's okay, you know, if you're playing something you're not feeling it. That's okay. You know, grab uh, yourself also, some water. Also, you can like you can lean in and have fun and be head empty while still like not yeah. being head empty. Bro, like, bro. like, like have, have pe- fun. people are very good at multitasking at the same time. Right? Like you can be like uh that's not cool mental note for later and then go back to head empty like you can do that like that's not you know what i'm saying that's mm-hmm. literally how we exist have some fun this is how we get this is how niggas get through you can have yeah. some fun with being you can have some fun with it like it's okay if you are doing something that is you're engaging in something that's to a certain degree wrong like i said i i made i know for a fact that um my enjoyment of survival horror means I'll be cuddled up with several white men for the next calendar year across the across the next twelve months. I already spent several nights with Josh TV's Josh Duhamel, for example. Um, Dead Space comes out in January. Silent Hill comes out 
in um september and that's the weirdest white man but i'm gonna be cuddled up next to him just the same you know what i mean and it's just (laughs) i understand that and you can have fun with it like just because something is wrong like you can like like i said understand where you are what your limits are and use that for critical reasoning like i said part of what makes Callisto prophecy (laughs) what it is is because you're playing as a trucker like they didn't even try with that white man is a trucker with a stun baton whooping everybody's ass that's part of the game experience i'm sorry it just is what it is and you just have to own that and oh in owning it there is joy to be had in your in your gameplay experience just to, you have less fun when you're trying to lie about the games you're playing when you're like being the pr person for your own game for your own enjoyment it's just less fun and you look like an asshole both of those are happening simultaneously and they're net negatives so i mean trying to do the mental gymnastics when you're just playing a game is going to be exhausting anyway um there's no reason for you to have cognitive dissonance around the fact that you are consuming media that is problematic it doesn't make you problematic unless suddenly you absorb the like perspective of every piece of media you consume um in which case do not in fact play cult of the lamb i would not recommend that if you are a person who absorbs problematic content and then it becomes part of you Um, but understand that, you know, everything that you consume is a culmination of choices from the moment of conception to the moment that it is produced and put in front of you. Um, almost nothing on this planet will have been created in a way that is 100% problematic. Somebody somewhere made a choice that was less than ideal, whether or not it ever comes to light, whether or not you ever um, note it, because we're all human. Um, That being said, stick to whatever guidelines are going to be your guidelines and your morals. We can't dictate other people's morals for them, and there's no point in even trying. Um, But at least be honest with yourself about the choices that you're making and what the downstream impact of that may or may not be and then go enjoy your game just go enjoy your game i'm probably gonna play a diablo game sometime in the near future (laughs) i understand what that means however i like demons and i like the diablo universe in particular so i will allow myself that as long as they don't put out another witch doctor, like oh, that's literally the one thing that keeps. I like. I will the Covetous, not play the, the witch doctor. And the witch, the Covetous Shen and the witch doctor existing is like what keeps me from playing it because like it it makes me angry when I see it, and you can't ignore it because there's so much of it. It's like right there, so I'm just like, well, now I'm just angry. <laughs> So I'll just wait for a not angry game. Oh, yeah, Russo. Yeah, I know how you feel. So I'm a yeah. We we know how I feel about the, that. The so, Haitian. I mean, we don't play. We don't play. We don't play witch doctor. That's not a thing. I do not. Um, we also don't. That's another reason why we don't play World of Warcraft. But that's an entirely other story whatsoever. <laughs> um, but. Again, that again is a culmination of choices. Um, and if you have your MMO where an entire culture is coded as bad and then racialized in the same way, um, 
that's one of my lines. <laughs> so you mean the Jamaican, you mean the Jamaican trolls? Um, also the Ooh, orcs. Wee. Also the orcs are. I forgot what the orcs were coded as. And then the goblins are absolutely Jewish people. Yeah. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> so, the now that larger, we've up uh, Jeffrey. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, I, I think the larger point is like going into the year, you know, just, um, yeah, just keep these things in mind when anybody like, if you see something cool, you want to play, that's fine. And, if your brain like itches when you see or notice something, you know, um, go hmm, and mm-hmm. at that point, you know, I didn't take a note or whatever you do. Maybe talk some to your colleagues. I don't know. Drink a glass of water, um, and yeah, just <laughs> you know, just proceed. Um, it's funny because while we're talking about this, the thing about like one of the games that I, I've like playing recently. A death ver- a let it die death versus that is a very violent game where like you're dropped in maps with like 16 random characters and the whole point is to beat everybody to be number one mm-hmm. and that's either through knocking someone off the stage literally murdering them in comedic fashion and blah 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 anyway it's like a lot of violence it's like also presented as something that's like televised as well so it's like when it's just like the very few like fighters in the arena it's like there's a crowd and like people are following and stuff like that and anyway long story short i find it fun um because um you can have some very beautiful black avatars in that game and i like running around seeing my redheaded uh daddy on the battlefield who looks moisturized <laughs> so that that's my line and, and that's it. I'm done. <laughs> All right. I think we've um We've uh, all learned about each other a lot here. Yeah. We've all grown as people together and individually. All right. I'm gonna try and put this out before the end of the year. And uh, so Happy New Year. If not, fucking happy new year. I mean, I mean, I think Happy New Year works either way. Right, that's case. what I say. It don't make a difference. Happy New Year. Happy motherfucking New Year. Yeah, it's Happy New Year until like when Martin Luther King Day, and then it's you know, sit your, still... sit your white ass down. And then it's Ryan, and then yeah, sit your ass down, white people. Yeah. <laughs> Put that back in your mouth, white people. Right. So there you go. Thank you guys for listening for the entire year. Happy holidays and uh, have a pleasant day. Go ahead, stand your, stand your, stand your.